Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 272 and it is Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. And joining us live in the Codex Prime Zoom studios, first we have the host of the Starting Five podcast, making his first appearance on the Codex Prime podcast. Party people, please put your hands together for Mr. Dan, the Mayor Dinkins. Welcome, sir. Hi. Now, if y'all don't mind, I got to give up my normal intro. It's me, your boy, the Mayor, that DJ named Ace Five, your mom's favorite fat guy, all the way from deepest, darkest Africa, host of the Starting Five podcast. One of the co-owners, COO of HHDG Media. What up, y'all? It's nice to be in uh, Rhode Island without being in Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We got to get you out here. Yes. That's what I asked before. Y'all tell me post-show. What's a reason other than to kick it with y'all? What's reasons to go up there? We'll talk about that later. All right. Indeed. And also joining us once again, uh, making another appearance on the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, people, please put your hands together for Bad Lad Dennis Lopes. Welcome back, sir. Peace, peace. Can y'all hear me? Am I? Can y'all hear me? Yep, loud very and good. Clear. Very good. Okay, all right, just making sure. Peace, 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 gentlemen. Peace, peace, man. Um, <clears throat> yep, you know this voice of the city, Bad Lad, host of Zoom Unity each and every Friday. Uh, Host of uh, co-host No Request Radio on Saturday nights, WBRU, and as of late, uh, co-host uh, Franchise Report in the morning, three sixty in the morning on BRU. Another person who mentions the Franchise Report because I I hear about it via my boy Kareem, who they does a podcast. I'm not shouting nobody's. He's he's a homie that I knew from Staten Island who lives okay. up here. He went by the name Reem and actually tore it up on the franchise report one time. Okay. Okay, cool. That's what's up. He goes by the name Reem. He goes, he saw the rabbit. He was in a tank top. He was like, yo, I'm just a banker, y'all. I'm just a banker, but then just drop bars on this joint. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to go back in the archives and look that up. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's an old yeah. homie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Salute. What's up? Absolutely. So... Yeah, and while Carl is sharing the episode on Facebook Live, uh, you know, uh, we're, we thank y'all for joining us uh, another, this week for another episode. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about all things hip-hop. You know, we got some uh, some debate topics that my co-host Carl Ooh. is going to introduce. Some interesting some interesting uh, uh, debate topics here that we're going to get into. So we're going to get some plenty of opinions on all sides. So, you know, if you're here, talk. if you're here, you want to learn more about hip-hop, you want to talk. See us talk shop or get some recommendations while we're, you know, while we're uh, while we're chopping it up. Here's the place to do it. Uh, Carl, as you're sharing the episode, uh, tell us uh, what's uh, what's going on, man. First of all, we gotta we gotta give a shout out to our sponsor, Silk City Hot Sauce. That's right. I yes. literally just had the erotic fever with the uh, with some wet chili from Wendy's. Chili from Wendy's, okay. Wow. How- it's a lot of people we expect. <laughs> that's that's a good combination right there. Yeah, Silk City Hot Sauce, a Vermont-based uh, hot sauce uh, hot sauce uh, makers. Um, if you use the if you go on their website, SilkCityHotSauce.com, use the promo code Codex, you'll get fifteen percent off your order. All sorts of unique flavors. Um, they even have this uh, one of my favorites, a maple 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 syrup flavored hot sauce, which goes well with any breakfast sandwich. Try it out. 
It's awesome. Once again, SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use the promo code CODEX. Get 15% off of your order. Yo, how bad is it that I was about to say, don't forget y'all sponsors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we never forget that. Trust me. You try them hot sauces, you gonna... Yeah, the hot sauces yeah. are really good, though. Yeah. But, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm ready for this. Um, Yo, you, should we just get right into it? Let's do it. <clears throat> all right, so I'm going to start off. The dopest opening verse in a song. Oh, my bad. It's up, it's up to y'all. Should I go first? Oh, whoever got whoever got one. Whoever got one. That, where, where, as, as I am a resident of Staten Island, New York, I'm going home team shell and bias. I bomb atomically. Socrates philosophies and hypotheses. Ooh. Inspect the deck. Any chance, and I just said this on my podcast yesterday when we did, we, we actually did like a dopest mashup of a, we had to mention black artists because this is Black History Month. But we did like a mashup thing. And my man said inspect the deck and papoose, which was iffy. But as soon as he said inspect the deck, I lit it up. Because any chance I get to talk about deck, I talk about deck. One of the top tier MCs ever. One of the top tier MCs in Wu-Tang, period. Like, they they thought of him as the lead-off hitter on the, or in the crew for a reason. Everybody had to sharpen their bars after that, man. He's a dope beat maker, dope everything. And how do you not go to Triumph and, and, and start off with that? Or um, I have to go Wu-Tang, and then you start off with Raekwon. I grew up on the crime side. Cream, you, you okay. first verse of Cream. I, I, I'll keep a shallow and bias, but deck, deck for the win. <clears throat> Lad, what you okay. got? Um, see, when I if I come with a verse, I'm not necessarily sure if it's the best verse I've ever heard, as opposed to just one of my favorite verses that it just evoke evoke that type of emotion that get my head nodding, that make me want to go back to the pen and and write a verse of my own. Um, with that being said, I'm gonna go to. Half Man, Half Amazing on the Soul Survivor album, Method Man, Style Blazing, Iron Lung on this collaboration, Money for the Taking, I Ain't Sweating Confrontation, with P.R.O., we be the men's of tomorrow, Masked Up, License to Kill, bringing the horror to your house like Amityville, keeping it more than real, niggas ain't supposed to feel, hot nicks, you know the deal, if you read the resume, give the fuck what niggas say, Tim boots to pave the way, here I come to save the day, just stop the fucking press. See that logo on my chest, save a damsel in distress. Hot shit in the song, gotta get it until it's gone. Kids wanna get it on, get smacked up and shit upon. Right till you prove me wrong, think you can do me, huh? Can't we all just get along in this modern Babylon, dueling with my nemesis, laying down laws. Don't start if you can't finish it. I'm telling you, Paul, got the Don't power Don't get us copyright media. stricken. <laughs> Don't get us copyright stricken. Shallon bias all day. I like oh. that shit. It does. I don't even know if it's shallow and biased, but man, like, Meth is definitely one of my top five personal favorite of all time MCs. He's just, yeah, I know we're going to be talking about the GOAT at some point in this podcast. He is not it, 
but he is definitely one of my top favorite five MCs we're, we're of all time. We're not gonna fight over goat status, but what y'all got? Right. Uh, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with you and inspect the deck on Triumph. Like that's just that that's that opening verse where you just like you lit you light up no matter like what era where you at if you light up you hear that verse I bomb atomically and like wait what and you just you have to rap it. And Deck is one video. of the dopest leadoff hitters in the game. Right. Period. You know what I mean? He's one of the dopest leadoff hitters in the game because on, on that Soul Survivor joint uh, with him corrupt Pete Rock. He's the leadoff hitter on that. On Above the Clouds. Oh, my God. Oh, my you God. You just meant, yo, you, we cool. Because you just mentioned <laughs> two, two of my favorite records right there. And one of them, when you mentioned the, the joint with him and Corrupt, that was one record that I had a beat juggle to on the turntables. Okay, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah, that's that, that's that lead single from Soul Survivor. With the video and they all and they are uh, uh, driving NASCAR and all that crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine, there's no wrong answers. Um, oh, Vic, who you got? Oh man, I'm gonna go uh, vintage. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, "Follow the Leader" by Rakim. Sure. As, as, as an opening sure. verse. Sure. Mm. Uh, follow me into a solo. Get in the flow, and you can picture like Please. a photo. Music mix mellow maintains to make melodies for MCs motivates the breaks I'm everlasting. I can go on for days and days with rhyme displays that engrave deep as X-rays. I can take a phrase that's really heard, <laughs> flip it. Now it's a daily word. Stop! Can I stop you? Let me just stop you right there. Let me just stop you right there, Victor, because I, I now, now this is now because Rakim is in my discussion for goat. I don't know if he is the goat, but he's definitely somebody that can be considered a goat. And here's why: that particular line. That yeah. last line you spit, yeah. I can take a phrase that's really heard, flip it. Now it's a daily word. Mm. Now it's not as technically diverse, right? In in it in its in its one dimensional aspect, just hearing it, but it's so profound when you take it, 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 it next to the time it hit. Because at that time we were saying part of our part of our, part of our hip hop diatribe were things like, "I ain't no joke. Mm. You can get smacked for this." Like peace, peace. He brought peace to hip hop. The 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 greeting, the greeting as a as a hello or goodbye. He brought that to hip hop. He made that a part of hip hop lexicon. So when he says I can take a phrase that's really heard, flip it now as a daily word, you can bet your fucking mortgage on that shit. And and he can you can also say that he lays claim to bringing that five percent of teaching and knowledge. Oh, he brought consciousness absolutely to, to that. And like I have shout out to my homie Born. I think who happens to be his birthday today. I have these kind of conversations with him like every so often where I don't subscribe to no religion, no higher power, no boogeyman in the sky that needs my money. But I respect the shit out of the 5% of teaching. And we have these conversations. I'm like, yo, like one of them was like, yo, can I check some dudes that seem suspect about it? He was like, in a way, yes, because just trying to say like part of that respect Four to five percent of nation came through a rock camp, which then eventually evolved. Which then eventually evolved from them to brand Nubian, and then from brand Nubian, you can jump all the way to Wu Tang, who was was giving us all that. And like, yeah, that. And then just to think that that whole five percent of way of teaching and thinking and stuff made its way through 
people who are Catholics, Muslims, Christians, Jews, who all love rap music and all love Rakim. Right. So, like, just mm-hmm. to say impact-wise that that dude did some incredible shit. He's just not a good performer on stage. I will tell you that right now. Man, I'm gonna need, yeah, man. I, I need it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we need to like, yeah, we go. <laughs> I've been trying to get jobs. I've been trying to get jobs. He's not a closer. People look at me, and I've said this before, and people have looked at me screw face. He's not a closer. No, and he's, he's not really a, a middle, too. Yo, I, I'd see, when I first seen him, he was a middle. Then I seen him at Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival, he closed the show. It was cool because the crowd was vibing. He was doing his little outfit changes. He was just out here on Staten Island last month. I refused right. to pay money to go to that show because I know what he does on stage. Now, yeah. did I miss my GOAT, KRS-One? Yes, I did. But we'll save that GOAT talk if Carl got it for later. Oh, I got right. it. Oh, I got it. Like I said, there ain't no wrong answers, but this this is going to be a doozy. All right, I'm going to go to the... I'm going to bring up one question that was brought up on social media a couple of weeks ago a lot. And it sparked a ton of debate, especially on TikTok. Dan, you know I'm the you know you know about this one. Who can challenge Jay Z in a versus? Little to no one. Nah. <laughs> no, really. Like I No really. really like like I mean if you're going hit for hit, you're talking three decades maybe longer of hits of hits not written not album singles not not album songs not album cuts because he's got full albums that could beat somebody in a versus and he don't even have a 20 track album you know what i'm saying if you're going hits with just jay-z not he and he don't even have to touch features right let's keep it real he don't let's even have to touch let's features. keep that a book because if you want to talk like cross branding and cro- he could just go Jay Z Lincoln Park mix and smash somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he could just go with something like that. He could do all it. Like he could do a verses of just features verses. He could go his '90s R&B features and smash people. Like it's the only. I, you can't say Nas, which nah. HHDG, that's an argument that we, we boot out of our group each and every day. If you try to put up Jay-Z versus Nas, that's been a discussion that's been banned for at least a decade now. <laughs> it's, run its, it's run its course. But not even Nas, because Nas has hits, but Nas doesn't have bangers of a hits that it's like you wasn't playing them. Like, you can play joints in the club. Like, you know, I know I can. Like, that actually did ring off. His hits hit different. Yes. That's a good way to say it. His hits hit different. But to really, really think in rap, who really could see a Jay-Z? Like, people would want to probably say a Kendrick. Style clash in generations. But it doesn't work. Because that's the thing. The verse has got to make sense, too. Yeah. The verse has got to make sense. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, um, but to but to uh, expound on on your point, because I totally agree. I totally agree. It's it's hard to find someone. You can you can say LL. You can say LL, and I'm not gonna smell my face at you. That's no, not no, no, bad. no, 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 no. I think that um, is the person that when we had this discussion on my show, 
I think that's the name that we landed on. I I believe LL is the only person who can challenge Jay Z. Busta, that's my one. That's my one. Busta, but that's it. That's where it drops off after that. Busta on stage performance and and amount of hits, yeah. And we got to think about it in just that lane because a lot of people like to talk that and then start bringing in, yeah, but bar for bar and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, Buster sits a lot of bars, but it's sometimes it's like, okay, but does this shit make sense? I had somebody actually on their Facebook feed ask, quote me something Buster Rhymes said, and people were falling out dry. Because if you, I'm a huge Buster Rhymes fan, but if you really think about it, Right. Other than like scenario, it's kind of hard to come across a memorable, you know. Other than the um the Chris Brown joint, shit like that. Like it, it's kind of hard to really think and try to recite Buster Rhyme bars. Buster Buster rides the track. He doesn't necessarily give yes, you that's the, 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 uh, 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 a mastery of the English language. Right. You understand but, what I'm saying? And it's not to say he's not saying nothing, but he's just not as diverse as you would like to think. That matches up with his with his star power. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're not they're not on par with each other. LL Cool J is the one person who can span from the eighties and the close right. to the beginnings of right. Def right. Jam right. to the mid two thousands. Once right. he stopped rapping, as long as he leaves out deepest blue as my head is like a shark fin, <laughs> he might have a chance of winning. And I'll leave that at that. So good. I don't know. Bad hit out. when that. I remember. Listen, bad hit like that, man. Like that, and that ball was that ball was crazy at the time. Believe it or not. Um, but, but for anybody that's, that's watching this on Facebook live and in the comments, cause I can't see the comments. Um, if you mentioned little Wayne, no, the answer no. is absolutely not. And that's not to take anything away from little Wayne and his legacy and what he has contributed to the culture, but no, no, it would, it would do me a favor. Anybody that's, that's thinking little Wayne, just Google Wayne's first album. And all I want you to do is look at the date his first album came out. And then I want you to look at when Reasonable Doubt came out. And you just tell me how many years are in between that and how many I, albums Jay put out before, I before even, we even... I wouldn't even hate on that. And I'm a person who learned to stop hating on the younger generation. Right. I can explain my reasons why later, but just to keep the show moving. But Little Wayne makes sense because it is a generational styles clash. There's not a problem. It's the one that makes sense. Because Versus, to be honest with you, I'm over Versus. Versus needs something like that to spice the bitch up a little bit. Okay. I I like them because we always win. As long as we get good performances on both ends, we win. And that's what I'm like. At this point, I'm not looking like, you know what I mean? I can can, can wax. I can have these debates with people like yourself. Who can who can give me tangible evidence to support their argument? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can. You know what I mean. So oh, no, I, no, I, no. I, I, I pick and choose my battles. Like I'm know? not a Wayne fan. I'm not a Wayne fan nowadays. Like first album Wayne, that sure. was the little Wayne I liked. Cash Money Wayne, I invented this, the term bling bling little Wayne. Sure. I like that Wayne. Me too. Once, once he turned the blood, once he turned the blood Wayne. Right. He lost right. me a little. Right. But then. Right. Do a little bit of revisionist history, bar wise. Oh yeah, there's nothing. He's he not got, a slouch. There's nothing slouch. There's nothing whack about him. Absolutely, it's just there's not nothing my whack cup about of tea, him. But he got bars. You know what? His his problem with me became became oversaturated. He gave me gave us. You have too much. You have I have an explanation for that, much, but I'm gonna leave much. that alone because 
I know these two brothers are enjoying this 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 cop this conversation, but I want their input. I mean, I don't want to feel like I'm controlling your joint, but I need y'all input too. We need y'all input on this. We can't just dominate the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> we're sitting here until we're sitting here talking to my battery runs out. I can say that. <laughs> I'm saying absolutely. my computer's on eighty three percent right now. Listen, I've yeah, yeah, I man, got I gotta go Buster though. I think cause Buster, even though like yeah, there's a styles class, dude got bars, but yet he does have the hits. He does have the features, he does have the albums, he has and, the catalog and, that can match. Right, and more importantly, because versus now is a spectator sport, right? He has the performance. Exactly. He has the performance factor. Yes. Because I will because I will say that with 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 all being said about Jay, Buster's the better performer. Oh, absolutely. Clear as day. That's there's a no if fans or buts about it. Jay Z puts on a great performance when he's bringing out guest stars and features and stuff like that. Like I was one of those who was fortunate enough to have seen him for only eighty five dollars at Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival when Jay Electronica brought him out and passed and Jay Z passed him the the God the Seven and the Sun Chain. Right. Yeah. And Jay Z killed it just by just standing there showing up. He was a piece of an ensemble. I haven't seen him in a bigger show, but what I've seen his his movies and stuff like that. Which fun fact for y'all, one of my business partners, shout out my brother T Smith. He was the cameraman. He did, I guess, if you want to say the cinematographer behind the Fade the Black movie. I was just thinking about that movie the oh, other dope. day. He did. He did all the camera work. For the fade to black well not all of them but a great majority all the studio stuff that you see yeah. inside the studios like he was doing that my man T Smith yeah who you got who you got yeah I've been I've been trying to think of a good answer um I'm gonna go with LL I'm gonna go with LL because like in terms of somebody who who has hits over consistent number one hits over three decades like the only person I can think of that can match Jay in that department is LL Cool J. Like you could say like LL's LL's like heyday and hip hop kind of stopped around like the mid two thousands, but that's still enough from like eighty five to like say oh five oh six. That's still enough of a catalog that he can go one on one against Jay Z in terms of just number one. Last joint was um Ill Bomb in like oh five. Delft that funk flex. Ill that was ninety eight. He murders it. He murders it. I still put ninety nine. That was ninety nine. That was ninety nine, Obama. Yeah. Yep. You sure? Wow, I thought Obama yeah, was later than that. I'm getting as old. As soon as you heard, as soon as you said that, the beat started playing in my head. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Cause it slaps. Cause it slaps. That was a bad. That was a That album was dope. Yeah, absolutely. That was a dope album. The tunnel. The tunnel was good. Yeah. I don't even think Flex was able to top that since. Well, his sixty minutes of funk joints was dope. But yeah. the tunnel album was him and Big Cat. Rest right, mm. right. Um, what produce since we're on the you know the subject of uh, verses? What producer verses would you like to see? I'm glad you said that way the way you just said it. Now, because I'm somewhat of a hip hop purist as far as the differentiating of the two. Are you talking producers or beat, beat makers? makers? Beat makers. Okay, because if you're you. talking producers, I want to see Diddy versus Jermaine Dupri. Agreed. And Ooh, Jermaine agreed. Dupri, and Jermaine Dupri is, is a fucking beat maker also. Listen right, to a lot right. of his interviews. But exec versus exec. 
when if you know producer no i know he is i'm saying but what you're saying as far as this the versus format that you're talking about is exact is versus, per, no no, exact. no is no is producer versus producer puff daddy p diddy i'm not saying brother love but i just right 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 yeah, yeah no, is a producer yeah Puffy is a producer yeah. by label of the what a producer is. Now, if we're talking beat makers, right. we got we got the ill one with Preem and RZA. What I think I, that should have been Preem and Pete Rock, to be quite honest with you. I, I think that would have been a better. <laughs> <laughs> you took Vic's answer. I was gonna say I just, one. Nah, guess what? Y'all missed that already <laughs> because Premier and Pete Rock. If you want to pay pop, proper credit to the versus format. They were doing that before the versus format was a right. Thing. They was touring they, with that. They right. were they actually touring, with touring that. it. I've right. seen them do it before. Uh-huh. They they just tore down the amphitheater in in, in Manhattan. This the famous spot at the final scene of Wild Style. They they that the, now it's all gone. Unfortunately, uh-huh. I've seen them there do that live, and the way they did it was, Pete Rock played premieres beats. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely right. Yes. Do that against Ice Cube in a versus. Oh, really? Who? I, Scarface. He wanted to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to do that, that against Ice Cube in a versus. He, yeah, he mentioned that on Drink Chat. But if we're talking beat makers living right now, it would have to not be the stage format. It would have to be the old way, like Zoom, Instagram Live. Yeah. Yeah. Give me. Give me. Give me Mad Lib versus Ninth Wonder. Mm. Give me, give me Alchemist versus versus what the fuck? Not I wasn't I, I not Jake one, but the cat from Boston, <clears throat> the homie from Boston. Static, Static Selector. Selector, yes. Oh, okay. Alchemist versus okay. Static Selector. Okay. 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 Um, I'm. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I can keep going, but keep. Go ahead, go ahead. From a, from like, a, from I'm a, that, I'm that guy. From a, from a, yep. I'll go, I'll go back in that bag too. But um, Timberland versus Swizz never made sense. It was Tim. It's always supposed to be Timberland versus Pharrell. Let's just the, have the, the, the Timberland versus Pharrell. Virginia connection. Yeah. It's Timberland versus Pharrell. They are two of the most amazing producers, and I don't want to hear Dre. You say Dre, I say. Anybody that that worked under Dre. Dre <laughs> if you say Dr. Dre, you gotta say Melman. Thank you, Melman. Thank you. That's, that was the name my dad was that was skipping by me. Melman. Yeah. You gotta say Melman, right? Exactly. So, um, yeah, you gotta say Pooh. Yeah. You gotta say, you know what I mean? And and nah. So, um, Pharrell and, and Timberland, uh, Pooh and Quick. DJ Pooh and DJ Quick. Okay. I'd like to see that. Um, um, no ID and Mad Lib. Ooh, that's what I'd like to see. Ooh, no okay. ID and Mad Lib. Okay, Q-tip um, versus Quick would work too. Are you talking rapper beat maker? Q-tip versus Quick would be an ill one. Yes. Or, or Large Pro versus Q-tip. Large Pro versus Diamond D. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm a big DITC fan, so um. Okay. Um, who else? Uh, Polo to Don versus Rico from Organized Noise. Mm. 
just because I want to see some southern, some, some some southern, yeah, some southern hump. We up north, boys. So we, I can tell there's, there's going to be a lot of New York in this in this conversation. Or it could have been organized organized noise versus freaking uh, uh, versus a uh, 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 DJ Paul. Sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause what Paul taught me that in that verses was wow. Your stack. <laughs> his production. His production resume is stacked. Okay. I, had, a, I had a newfound respect for Paul after that, bro. Okay. I'm a huge wow. Mine. I see. I'm a hate on MJG fan. Yeah. There you go. Mine. Just Blaze versus Kanye. No Rockefeller sure. hits. No Rockefeller. Oh, I like that. I like that. Shout out to, shout out to nice my barber camp for this one. Because I because I told him, I was like, Rockefeller hits only. He was like, Kanye got that because Kanye can play him. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't yeah. know. It's, no, not as, it's, not I, as, it's not as an easy win as you think. Did Just you hear what, got some. Did you hear what, what he said, though? What he say? said? He said Kanye can play himself. Okay. Not just not just the collab joints. Kanye right, but I'm standing by my statement. His, oh, <laughs> I feel you. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, a ju- yeah. like, I'm a just I'm a just fan. I gotta. So am I. Like so if you you think just just you don't know alone. You know the the Jay Z point. You don't know, and then he could just switch it to the remix where all he did is just add another piece to the song, sped it up, and just kept going. And then once the with MOP and added one of my favorite five, top five groups of all time. Exactly, like Just was just a much. He's a much more explosive rap. I mean, uh, explosive beat maker. Like his beats were just more explosive. Like they just hit you harder to the point where you make the face. You make the face and do the. I'm humming so many joints in my head right now because I was just damn. Can I get an encore? That was Kanye. Allow me to reintroduce myself and watch what the club says next. Watch what the club does next. The foundation almost crumbles, bro. And that that just blaze comes in and that signature blaze, them, them church blaze? organs, man. Woo, my God. I, and then flip side came to my head. Woo! Freeway, anything from anything that Freeway was on that just blaze did. That first album. We don't have that's that's to me to me that ranks as one of the best debut solo albums ever, along with Capital Punishment. Along with only built for Cuban links, along with I man, I had I had I used to listen of joint like that, but Philadelphia Freeway was such a complete album that if you were somebody who can just get past the voice, because that was the hardest thing to do was to get past the voice, and, and then go listen to, and then people freeze and forget on that. Go listen to all his other shit. The man's got albums out there. One of my favorite joints of his is I mentioned Jake One before. I think when he was on White Van no, Music. He was on White Van Music, but then when they did the stimulus pack. Oh, right. I remember those mixtapes. Fire. Fire. <laughs> Manless. Complete yeah, fire. Manless. Well, you got Vic. Man, uh, I was, I'm thinking yeah. about this. Uh, I was going to go DJ Premier versus Ninth Wonder. 
and you can you can just play tracks from Little Brother versus Gangstar alone. Yeah, cool. So, mm, Premier would kick his ass though. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> like Premier. Let's let's go. So, I'll, I'll say this though. Nah. Ninth Wonder won't make. He, I'll say Premier will win, but Ninth Wonder will not be an easy win. He won't be an easy win. No. <laughs> and now's another fun fact. My man T Smith actually helped Ninth Wonder get in contact with Jay Z, and the rest is history. Yeah. Awesome. But. Oh man, as lo- as much as I love, you mentioned Little Brother. As much as I love Little Brother, as much as I love, as much as I love Rhapsody and all the work Knife Wonder did for Rhapsody. Just give me mass appeal from Premier. <laughs> Good night. I feel like just that was a struggle appeal. for you to come up with. <laughs> it, give me it mass was. appeal. You can go. You can roll with the group home album instrumentals only if you don't want to hear Malachi. Malachi and Nutcracker. And I love that album with the lyrics. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. But you can run... Man, listen. And I just finished listening. Man, listen. It's a good one, Vic. Good one, Vic. But I, I And I love Knife Wonder, but Premier would kick his ass. Premier. You know what's the one of the, <laughs> my, the... The exhibit I always bring to the table in, in, in support of Premier is um the Janet Jackson remix of Together Again. And together again, initially the album track, it's like a house, it's like a, it's like a house tempo. Right. It's up there. And he brings it right into that 90 premiere range, that 95, 96 BPM range, right where, where, right where premiere's wheelhouse. He, he took that dance track right. and premierified it. Like, it, and man, listen, if you ain't ever heard it, together again, premiere remix. Why am I not writing all these songs down? That's just smacker. Okay. Um, um, and before, and, and if I can get in front of it, the verses, the verses for the perfect matchup for Wu Tang versus in a versus is is boot camp click. I think they're the only that ones. Is the correct answer. That's a, that is the correct. It is the only yeah. answer. That's that's <laughs> and that and that right that matchup right there is like me picking which one of my daughters is the best. <laughs> Again, rest, the fans win. The fans rest, win. Rest in peace, Sean Price. My oh, goodness. Man. He, his, de- his death almost he, made me cry. And when I met his brother, I was just like, yo, condolences, man, because I was a huge fan, man. Like, didn't Sean Price, and I think I, I think he was here for this one, like, didn't Sean Price come by the Avenue Concepts over on yes. Price? Yeah, he did the grind mode. He did the grind mode cipher. Yeah. And I like I knew I saw I knew I saw him there. Sean Price. I, once he shut and once he shut it you it, to me it's like once he shut the ruck. Right. And kind of really, it, it was just as 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 what's the name says um 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 fucking uh Carl and Vic can't think of dude's name right now but to the moon. Oh wow. Uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes to the moon. That and there was funny. My favorite, ironically enough, my favorite track on Nocturnal is Sean Price. And he speaks to the to the other side of that coin from what you just was talking about. Because the the hook is I'm not Sean anymore. No, you should be Sean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Knowing what we know now, you should have always been Sean from the gate and just yeah. you know what I mean? Did yeah. your thing, but. Yeah, I miss P. I miss I miss P, man. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I had the pleasure of hosting one of the the last hip hop concert at 
the Rhode, uh, uh, Rhode Island hip hop landmark, the Living Room. Nice. Living Room was one. It was one of them small grimy joints that had that you know where the, where the bathroom ciphers were heavy. You know what I mean? Where the drinks were, were shitty and cheap. Where the, where the where bathroom smelled like a fucking bathroom. It was grimy. It was gritty. But the dopest, you know what I mean? The, 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 you left there sweating, B. You, let, you always left. You know, whoever was there gave you a show. They gave you a memorable show. And it was it was the boot camp collective. So it was it was um, Tech and Steel, Sean P, and, and Buckshot. And they did essentially a two-and-a-half-hour show. Nice. Where one, would, where one would come on and then the other, other, the other you know, parts of the crew would come on when their features would come up. And then the next one would headline, you know what I mean? And it, was, yo, and it just moved seamlessly for two and a half hours. And folks was like, yo, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, man. All right. That's man. So, the, okay, this was this one was inspired from uh, the YouTube video, the, the episode of Blurred Eye View that I did with Lad. I, I made sure I send it to the mayor. With the with the hip hop album, with the Marvel hip hop variant covers. Yep. So, what was your favorite hip hop album cover? Okay. Um. Album cover. Album cover. Well, I, I don't have a. I can give you a couple because <laughs> there's ones that stand out to me, right. and I've never been asked to pick a favorite. So, like, um. One of the first that I was cool was just Ice Back to the Old School. It was all done in graffiti. Right. All done in graffiti characters. They had fila suits, little Jeep in the back. Like, it was it was just so... Because I was immersed in the culture so deep at that time. I was, like, maybe 14. You know what I mean? So I had the fat laces. I had the Magnum 44 marker. I popped a little bit. Like, you, you did... At that point, you did a little bit of everything because you were still trying to figure it out. You're still trying to figure out what your niche was. You know what I mean? So this is 84. It's 8384. So you still, hip-hop was still like a job fair. Right. Well, you were still trying to figure out what you was going to do. What was the name of the album? Fit in, you know what I mean? Back to the old school. Just Ice. That's the joint that Latoya's on. Latoya. With DMX, with DMX the beatbox. And this was, was a totally different person. Than, oh, okay. Than, uh, all right. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, that's like uh, that, like that old school Beat Street more style. More iconic. When I think of iconic album covers, go ahead. Public Enemy's first album, Yo Bum Rush the Show. Mm. Mm. Good one. Yeah. For the back, for the back part of the album, more than the front, because in the back they're in a, they're in a parking garage. It's dimly lit, and they got they're in uh they got they got they're flanked by Delta uh, Oldsmobile Delta Delta ninety eights. And they had these rims on them that everybody in the hood, if you could afford a pair of rims, you went and copped them. And they and we called them PEs because they was on the PE album cover. Like everybody, everybody in the hood had a Delta 98. Everybody in the hood, if you had a 98, if you had some sort of Cutlass or GM, you were sitting on PEs. Believe me, you was definitely sitting on some PEs. And it was they, it was just a cold ass. I was cold. It was, you know what I mean? This was. Yeah. When when hip hop was starting to get a little rougher, you know what I mean, and this is the birth of the prophet we know as Chuck D. Right. You know what I mean, the man who sent black men to college. Mm -hmm. The reason the reason why the counter by the the and I believe this to be true, to Chuck D was on a path to fuck up the whole prison pipeline. 
Mm-hmm. He was educating black men, and he was educating them by the truckloads. And they, if they wasn't going to the, if they wasn't going to college, they was going to the library. You know what I mean? Because right. you also made you also talked earlier about the consciousness era where, with with the five percenters and stuff like that, and it all came at the same time. They were all coming together at the same time. The militant activism of Chuck D, the consciousness and knowledge of self of Brand Nubian, um, uh. Uh, Rakim, Lakim Shabazz, like all of this was coming right at the same time NWA was saying. It was four it right, was a four righteous teachers. Four extreme. righteous teachers. It was a bump. And Jeez. you see where <laughs> right? The Black Watch, right? Exactly. X Clan, all of this like mm-hmm. black empowerment, being proud of being black. Like all of this was happening at the same time that all this gangster shit was happening. And you see this documented footage of A&R's telling the artists when they submit albums, no, nah, we need more shoot 'em ups We need more bang-bang. We need... Yeah, they but don't want, I, they don't I, want us in that, bro. But I, I will tell y'all this, people out there that are watching us, that bullshit letter that was floating around around a decade ago, the one that quote-unquote changed hip-hop and that letter was bullshit. I'm just telling you that now. Sure. Okay, but <laughs> the letter, but I believe, the letter but I believe that was the agenda, written. I believe the agenda still exists. It was, it was there. It, it, it was there legitimately. But yeah. my pick, I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to show y'all via my background. Mad villainy. Mad villainy. Mad villainy. Uh. <laughs> I, it, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to speak on it. I'm just going to say that that's me. I, I kind of want to draw that. <laughs> le- legitimately stood here. The like, and I think it was the name of a song too. The night doom. No, yeah, the night that doom. We found out doom died, which was December 31st of 2020. Mm. New Year's Day to find out that he actually died on Halloween. Yeah. Right. Right. I was, right. I definitely drew, I was close to dropping a tear. Like I was inches close and I've only cried off of one celebrity death. And that was Owen Hart. That next night on Raw was the yeah, that did celebrity it. tour, uh, celebrity tear I've ever shed. Mm. Doom had me that close. Sean Price had me that close. Mm. Like it was like like less than inches of how much those three one got me, two almost got me. But if y'all if if anybody who knows me out there knows how I feel about the metal face villain, I should have brought my mask out here and wore it while doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah and, uh. and just the there's just staring at this album cover. And then two for a fun thing for y'all, if y'all not familiar with Doom and you need another rapper to influence you on why, go listen to, I think, I forgot that, I think it was called Fro Labs. It was a video of when he was still most deaf before he turned to Yatsin Bay. Re- redoing Doom rhymes. And he started talking about rap snitch conditions. He started talking. He started rhyming a whole bunch of doom bars. Like, if you need the feeling, besides listening to his music, but if you need the feeling from another person's opinion or what Doom's bars and lyrics did, you can go down a rabbit hole of of Most Death, aka Yasin Bay, 
redoing Doom music and or quoting Doom music and how ill Doom was. And then another one for y'all. On this podcast here, HHDG Media, we had a conversation with uh, formerly known as Little Psy, a.k.a. John Robinson from Signs of Life. And he gave us, he hit us with a story of how Doom put his verse to verse. One, the one album session he had back when Doom was living in Atlanta and how he put his verses together, he was mentioning how he had like post-it notes all up in the studio. Like if a bar came to him, he wrote it down. If a bar came to him, he wrote it down. And then he would go in the booth, start rhyming, and then if some shit connected to and then made it connect, made it fit, made it fit. Doom is one of the goats that people sleep on day in and day out, man. Oh, the dude's music, especially on this album, the replayability that Doom offers you, it's, it's fucking unmatched. You can go one bar, and then you can like, wait, hold up, hold up. You got to pick up your phone and start Googling. What was he talking about? And then you, oh, shit. And then it's the next bar. Oh, shit. Like, his level of lyricism, unmatched. And some of the shit sounds silly. Like, on here, like Operation Lifesaver, where he was talking about a bad breath chick. And, you know, pre-show conversation. But he was, talking, <laughs> he, was talk, he was talking about a chick with bad breath in the club. And he was trying to what find a sneaky way to... Throw a mint in a mouth, or like, like it was just, <laughs> just, just too many. This album cover, I'm sorry, I went on a tangent in Doom, but we could have a whole show just on Doom alone. That album cover there is me in multiple ways, and there's so many different. Just on an art level, just stare at that, and you could pull out so many different emotions, thoughts, feelings, and just looking at that one photo. It's crazy. All right, all right. Who you got, Vic? Oh man, when I think of a uh, favorite uh, hip hop hip hop album cover, um, I think one that really stands out in my mind is "Illmatic" by Nas. Because when you think sure. about sure. Uh, and not only an album, but that that cover, the image of Nas as a young boy takes you back to a time and place, you know, Queensbridge, you know, you know, early '90s. You know, and just like his from from his perspective, like his experiences at that time, even though Nas was I think he was 19 when Illmatic came out, like he was still the, the love, the level of craft in that album was like somebody who was like 10 or 15 years older, you know, than he was. And then just seeing that album, just seeing the album of a young of a young boy dropping all this knowledge that you would expect from someone twice his age is just something that always stood, stood, stood out to me. Just that just that image and then what you hear. And and Illmatic, like it's definitely not only one of the greatest hip hop albums ever made. It's one of the greatest albums, period, any genre. Um, one of the greatest albums ever made in any genre. Also, one of the greatest um, debut albums from any artist. Like like for Nas, like much like much like Jay Z, like he started with like his 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 first album is still is still his best album. But when you start at the top, there's only one direction you can go. But even so, there was still around upper uh, still upper echelon MCs. So, you know, it's it, it stands out it in was, my mind. It was the perfect view from the project window. Yeah. Just like how Core Mega called him out when he was dissing him years after. <laughs> like, it was the perfect view from the project window. Like, Core Mega was saying, like, you know, he wasn't out there in them, in them streets doing it. <laughs> like, he was up there. But it was the perfect view from a project window. Right. And then, too, when you think about that album, 
and you talk about beat makers and production or as a whole, mm. he had the star-studded fucking cast of all casts. Yes, absolutely. They ran to him yes. to work on that album. Wow. Yes, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. He was called, he was billed as the second coming of Rock Him mm. prior to that album dropping. He was built. There was, there was, you know. I think the source is the one that coined that. But yeah, yeah he was voice. He was turned the second coming. So the anticipation and 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 the bar was high, and he met it. And he because met it. And I think it was so smart that it was only ten tracks. That was to me. That yeah. was the genius of it. Yeah. That was, was the genius of it. It was just enough to make it an album, but enough for you to go, huh, huh. There's no more. Like ah, like leave you wanting more. It was. It was. Definitely genius. And it was all because he was waving automatic guns at nuns and he went to hell for snuffing Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nancy Nas is a rebel to America. Bro, you talk about a line that shook the game. Just yeah. that line. Just the I game. went Just to hell line. for snuffing Jesus. Snuffing, that made barbecue. That yeah. made barbecue on 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 what is what is still a solid album. Breaking Adams itself and main source is that, that album is crack. It's just you know, a it's friendly not, game of baseball. My, my favorite joint on this is just hanging out. You know just what I mean? hanging out. Bro, man, that's vintage extra P right there. I'm mainly known for the rough raps. Kids steal my lyrics like hubcaps. And eat them like stacks of flapjacks like rugrats. Hey, and I get busy over unknown tracks while the next man flaps his lids like parquet. I'm skilled in the field. Slide to the... Man, listen. I can't <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite joints, man. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I draw and I'm an artist, I always, I don't know what it was about this album, and I'm actually looking at the, um, the Instagram of all the hip-hop album, of uh, the Marvel hip-hop covers, one that always stood out to me, like, from when I was a young, younger kid, was Redman's Dare's The Dark Side. Oh, yeah. Sure. I don't know sure. what it was about, it was just some. it was like an album that I've never I, it was it was just something about it was something I'd never seen before. Like it's just his head sticking up, yeah. and the then he's just like screaming. Too, it's all red. The tape was red. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and you just, know, you do know that that was an album that he like refused to perform for years. Really? Because I believe, as he said, that was he wrote that in the one of the darkest places of his life at that moment in time. And kind of like forgot it to eliminate that. All mm. to then create, to me, his best solo album. I was about to say what one what, what, what <laughs> arguably could be considered his best work. I I personally am a Muddy Waters, but yeah, I know plenty of people that feel the way the man feels. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so there like is a dark side was fucking phenomenal. Muddy Waters is to me his best solo, but there is the dark side is that one album that I probably have revisited over the years more than Muddy Waters. Sure, definitely sure. more than What the Album. Definitely more than Malpractice. Definitely no. way more than Doc's The Name 2000. And, and man, we can have them. another conversation one of these days about that whole 2000 block of Def Jam. Right. Man, that, 98, that 98 to 2000 block of Def Jam when it was about the snippet CDs and the Def Jam survival Kit. The Bible, the survival of the fittest. Survival of the illest. Illest. That's what it was. Survival of the fittest with Bobby. Which, which brings me to my next question. What was your favorite? I can't say the best year in hip hop, but what was your favorite year in hip hop? 
my favorite was probably that 98. I know everybody says 88 was the greatest year. Senior high school. I was, shit, I was fourth grade or fifth grade in 98. Fifth grade again. (laughs) Fourth grade or fifth grade in 98. But, um, I mean, in 88, in 88, my bad. But 98 might have been one of the illest years, like, period. Um, Like, one of them, one of them. One of them, because, or not, not, I can't say 97. I want to say maybe, you know, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's hard. I can't choose one. It's like, to me, it's that block of those early teenage years from 93 to 98. It's like, it's that, that, you know, rapid, rap in its infancy still, it rapid barely in its teenage years, to be honest with you. The, the hip hop culture barely in its teenage years. Right. Uh, but '98, like I would have to really, really, I would have had to really sit with that and go through what albums came out because I believe Capital Punishment came out at that time. '96. Um, Capital, Capital Punishment, Punishment was '98. '98. '98. That was '98. Yeah. Capital Punishment was at that time. I think DM was that the year DMX had two albums. '98. '98. Yeah. 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 It was '99. '98. It was ninety eight. Yeah, Fle- Fle- yeah, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, was my least favorite DMX album. Ooh. A lot of people swear by that one and love that one. That, that was you one know, of my favorites. First, the first, the first album is Dark as Hell is Hot is still flawless. Um, yeah, Capital Punishment, flawless. Uh, Nas's second album, I believe, came out around that time too. Because I remember me and my boys rocking that tape and Capital Punishment like back to back to back to back to back all the fucking time. Damn. 98 was two years after I started DJing. So, yeah, I really did. I I would have to really sit. I'm I'm not Googling while we're talking right now. I'll just stick with 98. Okay. Um... Yeah, I, I Google just to make sure I'm, I'm accurate. In my I don't want to slip up. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't ready for this question. I wanted to make sure my 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 answer, because I had an answer right away, and I just wanted to make sure I was right. And yes, 1993. Mm. Enter the 36 Chambers. Mm. Doggy I'm, style. Enter the, my birthday. My birthday, bro. Midnight Marauders and 36 and Chambers dropped the same my fucking birthday, day. Bro. You know what I mean? That was the greatest birthday ever, bro. Oh my gosh. Um, Midnight Marauders, Enter the Stage, Enter the 36 Chambers, Doggy Style. Uh, um, man, like, just uh, uh, Ghetto Boys. Um, uh, to death to us pot, I believe. Brand newbie and in God we trust. This, woo, my God, my God, just, yeah, yeah, and and and, no and, and the two that the two that strictly for my niggas. Okay. Tupac, um, uh, twenty one and over alcoholics. Ninety three to to infinity. Souls of mischief. Bro, like just across the just across the country. Anywhere you looked, anywhere you looked on the map, some was popping. Like just dopeness everywhere, man. And um, yeah, that was 
That was because I, rem- I remember hearing, I remember getting a 911 page. <laughs> my best friend, my, shout out to my man, Ty Weed. Um, 911 page. Yo, you get out of school. I was at CCRI. You get out of school, come to my crib. Come to the crib. And he's like, he's all in a panic. Get to the crib. Yo, what's wrong? And he got the bookshelf, you know, the the the, the high rack entertainment center with the with the with the with the record player on top, and then yep. you know the EQ, you know what I mean, the pieces. He had the joint, always did, always kept it fresh. And he opened up the the the, the, the uh, turntable, pulled out this little twelve inch, and played "Protect Your Neck." And we listened to it four times, one after they played again, played again. Play it again, and we just stared at the speaker for four rotations of that song because we could not believe what in the hell we was hearing. And it was at a time that Doggy Style and the West had a chokehold on hip hop. Right. Chokehold, absolute chokehold. East Coast, it wasn't even moving like that. Mm. And then these dudes dropped this game over bro game over it was it was like yo you it, it was like yo east coast is back like <laughs> your chest was on like you felt good about it man like 93 was crazy 93 was crazy what you got Vic? oh man uh i'm i'm gonna go, i'm gonna go uh pretty close uh, like like nor- normally my my answer would be 98 or 2001 but i'm gonna go with 94 mm. 1994 because we had illmatic okay we had Biggie's Ready to Die. Okay. We had uh, Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music, Outcast, um, Common, Resurrection, um, The Main Ingredient. J-Ru, Sunrise Also Rises. Yep, J-Ru, yep. Um, I think think 94 we had Warren G, Regulate. That might have been 93. I could be off by a year, but yeah. Nah. Nah, Doggy Style dropped in 93 and and Regulate came after, so definitely, yeah, I would say 94. Yep. Yep, it's yeah, Warren G. Uh, dang, what else? I think there was one called Blowout Comb. Um, diggable that was planets. Our diggable Dig- planets. Yeah. Diggable planets. Yeah. <laughs> diggable yeah. planets. Or as my man, as my man one day made a mistake on my show and called it Disabled Planets. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> no, it was a, it was it was a pure it was a pure typo. Okay, and, it wasn't a dig. Okay. No, okay. no, it was a pure typo. And now every episode we say shout out to Disabled Planets. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, he's never let that one down. Uh for mine. I re I gotta go to two thousand and three. Hmm. Interesting. You had Get Rich or Die Trying. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember like the hype was so big. Cops were. In, I was living in Baltimore at that time. Cops were in line to get that album. Hmm. Yep. So the Black album, Speaker Box and Love Below. You had Ti's Trap Music. Monster by Killer Mike. Oh, I want good. Cheers, OB Trice, The Neptunes Presents the Clones, Ludacris's Chicken and Beer, Philadelphia Freeway, The Diplomats Double CD. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I have to agree. I have to agree. You didn't like the in. Diplomats Double CD? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Once I didn't for like all, the Diplomats. Dipl- diplomats. The beats were fire. Exactly. Diplomats. I didn't want to steal your thunder. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Dip, no you, you took the words out of my mouth. Like, diplomats have excellent production, 
as MCs. And that's where it stops. <laughs> that is where it stops. I mean, okay. and, and, for, and, for those, and for those who might be skeptical, just watch the verses between Diplomats versus okay, the Locks. Yeah. And that, there's your answer. That's all the evidence you need. That's all you need, Victor. I'm sorry. I have fun, I have fun with that, that album. With uh, them heat makers, though? Yeah. Them heat makers sure. cooking. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Joe Budden's first album that Fuck year. That's all you know him for. Yeah, um, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I will agree with you. But DMX's Grand Champ was an underrated album. It's my least favorite of his catalog. Least favorite? Of that stretch. Because the first two were absolutely bananas. Okay. Like, absolutely bananas. You just can't. chock full stand of... Stand on your pick. DMX stand goodness. on your pick, Carl. Stand on that shit. Nah, I mean, yo. Place your flag, X, right? had the, X had the production on that flag, album. <laughs> X had some <laughs> decent production on that album. Okay, I just think, like, he was already, like, done with Def Jam at that time. So he was just putting something out. Because remember, that was that, right after that. That's when he left Def Jam. But it's still, uh, I was still, feel, that was one of those albums that I was feeling like left and right. Um, Junior and its Beg for Mercy, they were still riding that tidal wave at that time. So, I mean, it, it was a dope album. Like, I remember kids coming up to me, like, yo, don't get Black album, you know, that Beg for Mercy's better. I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah. Like, Black album was just a well put together album a well crafted album and the people who said that were products of crack babies <laughs> just keeping it he does seem like a skeptical <laughs> character <laughs> he was pretty skeptical so and, and don't forget like another another good album from 03 was uh shades of blue by mad lib that was really mm, good yeah, yeah. mad lib and yesterday's new quintet which was when you found out years later that was all him mm. Yeah. So yesterday's new quintet was all Madlib. Yeah. So trust me. Oh <laughs> three, I had my oh three, I had my Air Forces and my throwback jerseys until Jay Z. We couldn't wear it no more, and I still rocked it for a little while. <laughs> you, you was buying, you was buying my size white T-shirts. Yep. Fucking four five yep. X all the way to the knees. Not to the knees, but how to think <laughs> back then, and this is where I told Vic about this before, and he thought it was weird. I had a thing about not showing my elbows. I don't know what it is. It just didn't feel right if my elbows were showing. Now I'm showing my elbows all I want. Harlem shaking. But the that year was... after, though, just for two albums that I can name off the top of my head, which was the album cover I showed, the Mad Villain album, right. and Little Brothers, the Minstrel, Minstrel Show, Show. Four. Yeah. Plus, there was so many more after that, too. But, yeah. We had some good picks. We had some good picks. We did. We did. We did. Okay. Um... We're going to go right back to the versus category real quick. Label versus label. Hmm. Well, since Snoop just bought back Death Row, give me a death. No, I can't say give me Death Row versus Bad Boy because. We know what happened. Bad Boy, bad, to be honest with you, to be on, very, very honest with you, Big would be the front and heaviest load of Bad Boy in that catalog right. to stand up against what Death Row put out. But, um, you said label versus label? Yeah. Oh, give me loud records versus the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> loud, right? Dude. Mm. 
Give me loud records versus anybody. Give me loud records versus anybody. And I'm talking Def Jam. I don't care. You, I'm talking Tommy Boy. I'm talking <laughs> I don't give a fuck. When it comes to rap music, not the hip-hop culture, but when we're talking rap music, Loud Records was Ooh. that shit. <sighs> Woo! Maybe, maybe for my taste and style of music, Loud versus Raucous would be a fair fight. That's I agree. I always, I always felt Raucous picked up where Loud left off. Yes, okay. fair enough. You know what I mean? Um, uh, definitely, but sh- uh, shout out to Loud. Um, wow. Uh, I would say Def Jam Jive. Mm. Okay. okay. I, I... Um, what else? No, 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 no. Let me back that up. Def Jam versus Priority. Okay. All right. Yeah. That. I think that makes more sense. Def Jam and Def, Def Row. Def Jam versus Def Row would make a lot of sense too. You think so? This legacy, this legacies of fucking just greatness amongst both, and it, it's kind of and and to, to be fair too, you would have to keep this kind of conversation in the '90s because the collectives of artists on said labels in the '90s were like. The, the strongest. Plus, they were easier to identify. Right. You try to bring this. You try to bring this back to the '80s, and you're talking about some of the smallest mom and pop labels that were just putting out artists because rap was the newest thing, and they didn't have huge collectives like that. I don't know. Profile Records. Well, Profile Records gave Profile you Run DMC, Dana yeah. Dane, Sweet T, Special Ed. Right. But 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 you know what I mean? Also, like, you don't even have to go no further. But when you try to think about that from there, and then try to say, okay, what label was KRS on, or what label was BDP on? No, how many labels were they on? How many labels? You know, yeah. Rakem and and what Rakem was doing at that time. It might have been that individual little. You know, I'm saying like in the '80s, like everybody was in a like in like a different label. It wasn't yeah. one huge collective. Yeah, that was the, the, the Def Jam was the first major label. Yeah, yeah it saying. was a major. Yeah, so that's why I saying. don't. I really don't throw majors yeah. like that. In. Yeah, like if we're talking labels, this conversation realistically can only sit within the '90s. To be honest, '90s, early 2000s. I could give you some. I could give you '80s ones like so. I would say. Uh, sleeping bag, sleeping bag records versus profile. That could that could give you a good versus. Um, oh right, right, right. But if you feel you know what, what I'm mean? saying, it's though, just it's not like, a lot. It's not a lot. It's not. It's the plethora. Yeah, there, there's larger umbrellas of artists underneath. Yeah. most yeah. of the yeah. '90s. Like the golden because, age, breath more. Yeah, right. because when you bring it to the 2000s, a lot of those big major labels started to die, and then. Mm. The consolidation of everything, it, it's the the world started to feel smaller when it came to the labels. Then we started to eventually get to where we're at now, where the record label isn't as important anymore. No, but that but but in the nineties, that was the goal. 
Absolutely. I got to get signed. I got to get signed because the independent wave was far but few and few mastered it. Like, you know, if you want to go on an independent route, give me cute, give me two short versus E40 or something. Oh, you know, that was one of the better which verses. Which we just yep. saw. You right. know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, this, it's, 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 I'm just saying, Carl, it's a good question because, but this is real, a real battle of 90s era stuff. Yeah. If you want to talk nice, huge collectives of artists across the board, this is, yeah. Really got to yeah. think 90s on this one. Okay. And, and right. And you know what it is too? Because when you start getting into the 21st century, what you lose is the group. Yeah. 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 You lose the group. You lose the posse. You understand? And, and think about the, the artists you lose because labels stop doing artist development. And think right. about all the artists that we probably can't even think to dig up and mention because there used to be a lot of fire that was right. hidden underneath some of these labels because they were grooming them properly. Right. Right. To right. hit the yeah. main stage. Because I, I, I actually so, just. Like we, go ahead. No, 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 that was it. That was it. I actually just thought of one. Especially around, they were they were around the same, you know, around the same era. My era, really. Rockefeller versus Rough Riders. It's an easy win for to me. Easy win for Rockefeller. I feel the same way. I do. And I, <laughs> I, I the love way. I love Rough Riders. I, I I really did. I was a part of that like wave. You know, I, I was looking for the yes. crew and how to get down with that. You know, oh, that's I someone, somebody in y'all at the time. But yeah, rock, the rock, the rock owned that. After a while, especially when you put together like the compilation albums, and you could just go to Rock La Familia, which is Jay Z's fourth album, I think. That album yeah. versus, I think we we are the no was the Rough Rider thing we are the streets. Oh, that yeah. was the, the no, that was a lockdown. Yeah. Was that like lockdown? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. We are the streets was the um, the um, what would you call it? Rough Riders had a. You think about Drag On Gin. Oh, yeah, the compilation. Well, yeah. even all right, if we put them Ride head die to head, like, yeah, there you go. But if we put them head to heads, like yeah, Eve knocks a mill out easy. Yeah, okay. You yeah, know what I'm right. saying? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Does anybody have somebody to face Christian in full of smoke? Mm. No. Paul, well, Paul A had that <laughs> one. They had two songs on <laughs> each compilation album. That was it. <laughs> I'm a rough rider. That song was corny, man. I like it. <laughs> right, all the rail joints. Any of, any of the rail singles. Right. You know what I mean? Love yeah, for I free, think, all that, man. I think, yeah. I think Rough Riders really had an R&B act. No, Other than really. Paul A. Yeah, it was just that. It was a dumb... Uh, yeah, Rock, yeah, Rockefeller's Rock, R&B guy should have hit harder because those Rockefeller singles slap. Yeah. Rockefeller for the win. Mem- see, Mem Bleak, like album wise, like to me, his albums weren't that great. But put that man on a feature, he would Cameo tear King. up his fucking yeah. verse. Cameo King. You know, we seen, <laughs> yeah. we seen State Property versus The Locks, and a lot of people thought The Locks, no, a lot of people thought State Property won just because of the Sun Kiss line. Just because mm. of the sun kiss bar. Okay. But we've seen what state pro- we've seen what the locks can do on the versus stage. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah. here's the thing. I don't think they can do it anymore. 
Who the locks? Yeah. Well, fuck versus, not fuck versus, but fuck versus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best uh, best hit. We go ahead. I was gonna say like, uh, speaking of labels, can't forget uh, if you're talking about '90s, Cash Money Records versus No Limit. Yeah, that'd be a cool, yeah, that would be. That's perfect. like probably that's the a, yeah. that's the versus. Yeah. It's that would be versus, versus another versus. war in New Orleans. Unless you want to go yeah. Death Row versus Rap a Lot. No, Death Row will wash rap a lot. Not wash, no. Ooh, I'm sorry, Texas. No, it wouldn't yeah, nah. be a wash. No, nah, it would not. It wouldn't it be would a wash. Not. It would be a good fight. Nah. But I, I like if we, you know, 20, 20 songs, Death Row wins by five. Yeah, yeah. Just to be fair, oh, Death Row yeah. wins by yeah. five or more. Yeah, because their their production camp is just. It's very, they're hard to they're hard to beat. Cause to me, I always felt like Dre brought melody to hip hop. It was that. very it was in, in the sample era, it was looped samples. Right. He really brought melody. He brought in you know what I mean. You knew when the bass line. You heard a bit Dre bass line. You know he brought somebody in, and they played the that bass line. You're right. You know what I mean. They, so he brought melody and he brought that funk and he brought instrumentation on a on a level that hadn't been seen. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, early Dre, without a doubt. Okay. Without a doubt. Okay. Best hip-hop battle in this track? There's only one right answer. We, we do know this, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, We've had this best, conversation. Best battle, well, best diss track all time. No Vaseline, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, got it. pretty much. Best, <laughs> best, best battle? There you go, okay. I will give it to... Common versus Cubes I in the West Side. I knew he was going to say it out. Best battle, because record for record going back and forth, West Side Slaughterhouse was a monster. Mm. West Side Slaughterhouse was a fucking monster. And and a lot of the joints that the West, that that, that Cube and them was doing, you know, uh, Mac, Mac 10 was all down for the war. Dub C kind of stayed out of it a little bit here and there, but yeah, Common held his own against a duo or a trio, some would say. But at, at, together, it was the better. I will not say LL and Cannabis because, in my opinion, it took LL a few albums to finally win the war. The battle, Cannabis won the battle. But it took LL from from 4-3-2-1, second round knockout, it took LL about three or four albums to put that one diss track to keep getting at him to eventually get at him. I don't remember the song name, but it took about four more tracks after second round knockout. It wasn't that great of a battle. It wasn't a fair fight because cannabis kind of got washed out of the, the ether in a little while for a little bit until you heard him back with the horseman when he came back with the horseman. Right. And then after the horseman, you heard him, Y'all don't want to hear my rhymes when he was reading off his notepad against this fast stuff. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but I digress. But nah, if we're talking in rap, yeah, I'm I'm gonna give best battle, best battle to Common versus the West Side Connection. But best diss track is Ice Cube took out an entire crew solo. Yeah. Hundred a hundred miles and running was no joke after the fact. But give me that beat, fool. It's the f- that's it. Now that's jacking for beats. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right, the, you're right, you're right. Yeah, the battle God damn, I thought y'all said it all. Yeah, that's right. God damn it, that's right. That's my bad, my bad. God damn, I'm glad y'all said it all. Which was just like, it's such a, it's such a, in, in, it, in, its, in its simplicity, it's such a chess move when you think about it. I'm glad you said something first, because I wasn't going to say nothing. But y'all yeah. said something, so okay, good. Good. <laughs> now I don't look like the bad guy when I punch you in the face for three minutes. And, yeah. and, and, and it's <laughs> yeah. It's just a verbal assault. It checks all the boxes. It used to be hard. Um, now you're just yeah. wet and sore. First, you was down with, with the, the AK. AK. And now you're lying. The linchpin line. <laughs> the linchpin line that, that when you hear it, to me, just disassembles everything is you can't be the nigga for life crew with a white Jew telling you what to do. That is the death ma- That is the death um, blow. That is then, fatality. It, and it, then it, you, it, you just said death blow. It just made me go to easy E's real motherfucking G's. And then you just, here comes my left blow. Yeah, then I'll hit you. Yeah, I, I, real motherfucking G's. That album, that, that, that easy E's first album, you open that freaking CD cover and see Dr. Dre and his world class lurking crew. Fucking knit sweater, like, like <laughs> that. Like that was one of the illest joints too. But I'm glad y'all said that you just kept it to this because if we were talking battle rap, then that's a whole different. Story. Oh, that's a whole nother. I, I can give you the best battle that I worked on because I used to do camera work for Rare Breed Entertainment. I was right. there from the first battle until 2018 when we left and I started this company with my boys. But shout out to my homies. The, the dudes who started Red Breed Entertainment are cats I went to high school with. They were a year under me. But one of the best battles, battles I ever filmed still to this day. Does it, uh, what the fuck? How did I forget his name? It was Oops versus Daylight. was one the best battle I've ever filmed. Oops versus Daylight. Go check that out. Battle rap is too hard to say what the best battle. Yeah, that's is. Just, yeah, that's just a, that's a lot. And I will, and I'm a bit biased. Yeah. I'm biased. I would have to go with my girl Katoa on that one. Please. Um, but if y'all ever want to talk opinion, battle rap, you yeah. could, if you ever want to talk battle rap, we could do that one day. Like I said, I, I used to work in battle rap for Rare Breed Entertainment. I was a part of the culture. Right. What you got, um, lad? Best battle. Um. Jay and Nas. Yeah. Because to me, it's a stalemate. There's no wrong answer. If you think Nas won, okay. If you think Jay won, okay. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I respect either side of the coin. And it was just two wordsmiths who really just, I think we won. We're the ones who won that battle. You yeah. know what I mean? The listeners won that battle. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, and, and anybody, anybody mm-hmm. that says definitively one of them won over the other, I personally feel Jay, but that don't make me right. Like, because. Yeah. I've, I rocks with Ether real heavy. That was an emotional real, real record. Yeah, yeah you took, know what I mean? It took, you know what? It took some years to really, really grasp that, yo, Takeover, Takeover actually was a better diss track than Ether. And I mean, Ether was hard as fuck. Coming out, oh, I know you not talking. Oh, you? Like, and it, right. the, the beat, but then when you really, like, it took a few years to honestly truly digest TakeOver. Because you had to be like, wait, did he, a lot of people were saying, nah, TakeOver's it. TakeOver's it. But then it really took playing it again. Playing it again. And Jay-Z, like, 
really attacked Nas just a little bit harder lyrically. Ether, he got at him with his bars and then said some shit and then got at him again and then said some shit and then got at him again and then said some shit. But Jay-Z, when you really, really dissect TakeOver, he was pinpoint laser accurate in how he was attacking Nas. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... And he did something that only the GO-LL has ever done in what is one of my top three all-time diss tracks um, to the break of dawn. LL ended three careers with three verses. In another great battle, another great battle, him and Kumo D. Hammer, Mo D, Ice-T. Yeah. He gave each one of them 16 bars, and by the time each one of them verses was done, so was their careers. Mm. Over, a, over a single that 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 this track isn't even that wasn't originally on his album. They put that on the re-release on the album. What it was originally on was on the uh, Kid and Play a uh, House Party soundtrack. Mm. That's how that's how insignificant it was in t- terms of where it dropped in his in his in his in his catalog. It wasn't even on his album. It just went. Mm. They put it on after the fact. Okay. My bad. Wrong. Wrong. Best battle was the Bridge War. I'm sorry. My bad. Best best battle overall was the Bridge War. And, see, and 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 I was toying with that, but I just feel like KRS just the bridge is over. Just it's not much Shan could say. I I, I couldn't. No. I heard Shan differently after Bridge is over. Yeah. Like, kill that like noise was, was no just, joke. Kill that noise. And was kill dope. that noise was no joke. But that was the last time Shan was dope. Also. <laughs> <laughs> But bridges over is like that was what that was the first time because you've heard about I heard about battles I heard about the Mo D Busy B battles like you heard about them as a kid because you I didn't live there so you you know I got it from the OGs that would go to and make the treks to to, to to New York and come back and tell us the story secondhand you know what I mean so I was uh, KRS Shan was the first battle I ever lived in I was a immediate listener to and heard the first joint in the in the in the set that came after it and yeah man like it was just like it was a clear cut there was a clear cut winner yeah like you heard because we were still vibing off of south bronx like south bronx we were still vibing off that was still killing the clubs that was still killing the parties whatever and then you heard uh the bridge is over and it was just a hit. It was just a yep. it was a diss track that just had the uncanny luck to be a hit. Yep. Like just, you, a, just a, a radio thank you, hit. Thank you, Mr. Magic, for dissing DDP. That's what we got. <laughs> thank, right. That's what we got. Exactly. Thank, thank you, Mr. Mr. Magic, Magic, for telling KRS that she was whack. <laughs> yeah. yep. What you got, Vic? Uh, Absolutely. Um, as far as battles go, um, can't think of can't think of any off the top of my head besides the ones that have already been said. Um, as far as diss tracks go, um, these I, I think of two recent ones, and these two are nowhere near as historically significant because they're so recent. And plus, like I guess like five ten years from now, we're, we're not gonna really think about them too much. But like two diss tracks I can think of, like one the one by Pusha T towards Drake, where he basically bullied Drake into being a responsible father. Um, <laughs> Uh, the one where he, where he called them out for, you know, having a sleeping with a, a porn star and had a kid by them and then try to deny it. Um, 
And then there was, a, of course, Remy, Remy Martin's diss track towards Nicki Minaj, Sheether, when she came fresh out of prison back in t- 2017. That one was vicious. Respect. Respect. That Respect. Was, we, we was talking about that one for a week. <laughs> yeah, you, that was, yeah. yeah. I was one of the few. I was one of the few people who did not like the Pusha T diss joint. Hmm. I, 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 it didn't hit me like it hit the rest of the world. I hmm. thought Drake did his thing when he when he did clap back at him, but yeah, I didn't. I, the Pusha T shit didn't really hmm. really hit me like that. Like, ooh, you said the man had a child. Ooh, right. fucking scary. Right. He's <laughs> a daddy. Right. <laughs> I like yeah. I, you you had to bring a little more to to, to read into the undertones of, of, of the message mm-hmm. to really go okay yeah that's foul yeah he's, he's calling him you know what I mean but I think the battles have lost their edge too. I mean, you know battles I mean? are so much so much so much beef gets handled with their henchmen and all that other shit and I don't know if, I don't see nah. I don't see the media. I don't see the angst I don't see the angst in the in the lyrics no more like the the the, the dis, when the disses come out they come out they come out over dumb stuff mm. man listen you know what I mean so man listen when I'm when a, it, mm. when a dis when it, you know what oh oh my god um um the nigga in me Rod Digger's diss to Tyler the Creator woo I don't, know yes. I, I don't think I heard that one. And I don't when, think I heard that. And I love Tyler. Bro, you they, you can't right tell me nothing wrong about Tyler. When I'm this is over, bit. you go right to YouTube. So the way it works is he does a he has a track where all and I only know this because she plays it in the beginning of the song. Where he's the bar is your bitch might be a nigga for real if she's Rod Digger. Some sort of digger her look being look act, looking like a man. Uh she talk. And Rod okay. Digger definitely ain't no man. Mm-mm. Now, Mm-mm. now, <laughs> the way it goes down is she because, and I love that, and I love Digger for this. So she goes to a Tyler the Creator show, sits on the edge of the stage and off to the side while he's performing. No goons, she don't bring nobody with me with us. She's Dolo. He sees her. He finishes up the set. Whatever comes over. She says, look, they chop it up about what happened. She says, look, I need you to know I'm coming to you MC to MC. I'm dropping a diss track. So I don't want you to think when you hear it in the streets, nope, you're going to hear it right from the source. I'm telling you the track is coming. And drops the nigga in me. That's hard. (laughs) That's hard. (laughs) Go to YouTube, Rod Digger, the nigga in me, two verses. Absolute murder. Right. Absolute fire. Absolute fire. Before I, <laughs> you know, sorry, a little bit too much inside baseball play. I run and take a piss real quick. But, <laughs> but, 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 because you said hip hop, and again, hip hop purist in me, I look at the culture. You want to talk battles? Mm. Go look up, <laughs> go look up the executioners versus. Invisible Scratch Pickles. Scratch Pickles. <gasps> <laughs> That's all I'm going to just say. Because you said hip-hop, and when you because say hip-hop you to me, because you say hip-hop to me, I look at the culture. There's four there's, of them. There's, my, there's more than four elements. I, like, but, right, but, 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 That's but, another but, conversation for another right, day. There's right, about five the or original. Six, yeah, yeah. And then another thing. We're four cornerstones. We've been trying to make a push to tell everybody that the camera, the lens, is the true sixth element of hip-hop. Me and, sure. my, me and my peoples for sure but yeah Respect. I just wanted to throw that in 
I'm gonna go, I'm gonna turn my camera off. You I'm about gonna, to I'm yell? I'm gonna heal y'all, but I'm gonna turn y'all turn the camera off now. All right. Um. Ooh. All right, because I, I don't want them to miss this last, you know, the, our, fina our grand finale question, the one I had, you know, that I gave y'all time to prepare. Um, you have another one? What's this? I got a couple of questions. I just don't know which one. To I could say greatest group of all time. I already know y'all answer. I already know your answer. Greatest. You know my answer? I already know your answer. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. It's my personal favorite, so I, it doesn't make me right. It just makes my personal favorite. Right. That's how I feel about them. Right. Yeah. Um, De La yeah. Soul. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say Wu Tang for that man. one, but. Oh, and I could be, I could be definitely like most people looking at me, probably school face, but it's it's their, it's what they, it's how they impacted me personally. Right. You understand what I'm saying? They're the, they're, they're, they're the weird kids, man. They're the, they're the kids off of the left of center. They're the kids who hip to be square. Like, this is the package we're in. Take it, like it or leave it. You know what I mean? And it's cool. Somebody's going to fuck with me. And, and they really, they, they, they really gave me a direction. Because I was at it. I grew up, when I grew up writing, I wrote my first, first time I was on stage rapping, I was 12. And from 12 to, I'm going to say around 14, 15, I just sounded like LL or Run DMC. I was just, it was my rhymes, but it was their cadence. It was their energy. It was basically a facsimile of them. And it wasn't too, like, Rakim made me focus, really hone the lyric end. But as far as finding my voice and my direction and De La, De La was just, absolutely incredible they were they were they were paradigm shifting i had I've never seen nothing like them in in the in the culture until that point everything was gold ropes and 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 truck jewelry and all the opulence and ostentatiousness of it all man and had these dudes come and they are the opposite they just some regular cats clothes wrinkled hair just whatever <laughs> and they just and they're giving it to you, you know what I mean? And and uh, Paz has a line that's, um, I think it's for in, on the Six is High album. It goes, uh, uh, number one, uh, wonder why number plug one soaks his words in gender. So when I say a phrase in June, you won't catch it till December. And that encapsulates them. That is them. That is right. them. They're so cryptic. And, 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 and like, they, they, oh man, like, to me, they spawned the likes of Doom. I, I refuse to believe if you didn't, if you could ask Doom what influence De La had on him, I would, I refuse to believe it wouldn't be like huge, huge. And it's just that whole native tongue collective. And it came from the hills of these dudes that just saying, man, it's, it's hip to be square, man. So that's my greatest group of all time. To me, their impact, it, it, it it's, it, hits in a way that you don't see in record sales. Yep. So. Congratulations to them to finally get in their catalog. Yes, back. absolutely. A lot of, a lot of people yeah. will definitely co-sign you and say that Daylight is the greatest group ever. Still the one group that has never broken up, by the way. Say it. What? Say it. What? Say it. I got to stick to the W. Shallon bias all day. Wu-Tang for life. 
There's no other dynamic out there ever will happen. Well, you saying it for me? A couple, there's a couple that have tried. The closest that we've ever gotten to another style of Wu Tang was the Odd Future Collective, hmm. and Odd Future was phenomenal as a crew. You're talking Tyler, Earl, Damo, Haji Beats, or you know Sid and the Internet, like, but. That's the closest I would ever say that we got to a Wu-Tang ever again. And I say that, too, on the level of talent. Right. Because you could throw out there like an ASAP mob. Few of them cats can rap. You could throw out a bunch of different people. A lot of people can rap. <clears throat> but there will never, ever be a group again where you have nine members 10 and or 11 counting Capadonna and Redman. Because Redman is technically an official, unofficial member. Like, right. But Capadonna originally was supposed to be in the original, but he was arrested in jail at the time. Right. You will never get another group of nine members where all nine members could spit, regardless of what y'all say about you, God. I like you, God. Who, Same had the dynamic of we are all signed to a label as a crew, but we are all able to go out and seek our own deals individually. You know where we're seeing this again in some sort of a way? We're seeing it in AEW, where you can be signed to this major wrestling company, but go out and work all the independent shows and bookings that you can to make up for money that you are not getting on your downside guarantee. Mm. We will mm. never ever see in a label format setting ever again right. no. the likings no. of a Wu-Tang Clan. Not at all. Not at all. Master, mastermind by the RZA, Power, all of them brothers. We, we, we will never ever get this. And then when no. you think about it too, then you, you think about the spawns and connect the connective tissues to Wu-Tang. You talk about the killer armies. You talk about the sons of mans. You talk about GP Wu, Wu syndicates, fucking Shaheem the rugged child who is an offshoot of him, who's starting to get his footing again since he mm. came home and has been, you know, you, you seeing him out there. To the worldwide influence, Japan probably bangs to Wu-Tang harder than any other country in the world. It's the Nike symbol of rap when you're talking about the Wu-Tang W. Mm. Yeah. It's this... I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I love I love you, Run DMC, and what you, what you did. You brought a better style of fashion over fucking tight-ass clothes and fishnets and shit on stage and rocking the same dressed-up, you know, suits and shit at performances. Like, you, you, you did that. I love you, A Tribe Called Quest. My second favorite group of all time, next to an NWA, which is my third. It's always been that way. I, I love what they did. De La Soul, again, I love the, the, the style and stuff that they brought. And, but Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with for a reason. And I'll leave that at that. You said you just took all the words out of my... You just... You just... <laughs> Echoed I'm all sorry. of my soliloquies. I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with my borough of Staten Island. I'm born and raised here. There's many things I don't like, but the one thing I always do is wave that Wu-Tang flag 
no matter what, yo. That mm. it's it's and you could call it bias, you, but the track record that they have proves it. it yeah, you know, yeah. Some of the albums, some of the music is subjective. A lot of people will say, "Nah, Wu Tang ain't that." I can tell, I can tell you one person I know specifically who, you know, up oh, no Wu Tang wasn't shit after their first album. Yeah, I'm sorry. The third album was a little iffy. You know, Gravel Pit was too happy go lucky. I'm one of them people. I feel like after Triumph, as 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 the Wu, as the Wu, right, as the Wu, individually, no, that's that's. That's all right. That's not much. Individually, they put out classics. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, and whether you heard them, whether you heard them in a mainstream audience or not, because like I said, freaking Inspector Deck. Uncontrollable substances, then to mm-hmm. the to manifesto, to then now you could fast forward to him and and Seven L and X and and Excelsior with uh fucking um fucking is the damn why, why yeah esoteric fucking um what why am I drawing a blank on their name? But they put out phenomenal albums that ties into the codex, the heart of codex. Right. They put out these albums as comic books. Why am I drawing the fucking blank to their name and I have one of the albums in my house? <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. What the... F- regardless He's gonna scream it in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna go in the house and go pull out the vinyl and be like, this is it, motherfuckers. Why can't I think about the damn names? They brought, they put out a toy and the comic book series behind this character. Um, Ooh, send fucking, me that, because uh, I'll find that comic. Um, fucking... Uh, then you, you again, you think about them individually. Right. Met the man, you know the the, the Takao two thousand albums grew on me. It wasn't, it didn't hit me when it first came out. Mm. Years later, it grew on me. PLO with style. all the features on there, mm. freaking everything Raekwon has done with this hmm, immobilarity is the, the suspect album. But once you get past immobilarity, it gets better. Ghostface. Absolutely. Ghost. Find me a really bad. There's some Ghostface albums that you might not play here or there, but find me a bad Ghostface album. It's hard to do. Jizza, you're not gonna find a bad album. Master Killer, you are not finding a bad album out of Master Killer. No Said Date was one of the illest first albums ever yeah. that people don't talk about. Yeah, that people don't underrated. talk about. Cabadonna got bad albums out. I love them. Might be mm-hmm. subjective to Sun. You God, I like the You Godzilla album. <laughs> I like this first album. Little iffy after that, you know what I'm saying? ODB. There's nothing more you can say about ODB. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might have mentioned everybody, but they all put out phenomenal joints. Their offsprings put out phenomenal dope shit. The RZA you movie scores, yeah. soundtracks. Seeing to me, that's what. It's, it's, it's their intangibles. It's the peripheral stuff that gives them the 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 push. You know what I mean? Right. But it's so all we just, it's all we, a part of the just collection. Wu Tang in the in the in, in its just in its Wu Tang just yeah, in that yeah, yeah. nine member catalog. I, I, that's why I still put Run DMC in front of them because what Run the the impact because you talk about impact, right? And it's hard to match Wu's impact on the game unless you find two gentlemen who made the genre palatable to a nation. That's an impact that is just hard to measure. But that's they also... Made, they, 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 made, they made it... 
they made it palatable to people who said this shit was going to be a fad, who said this music, this genre of music will no longer exist in three years. By 1987, you won't hear none of this. And they, they, set, they set the table for what Wu and others were able to grow off of. Absolutely. But then when you think about Run DMC and their albums too, after their maybe first two albums, they started to kind of... They, they, their, their music, their, their music wasn't that great after a little while either. First three, first Keeping three. It real, you know what I'm saying? First three, Run DMC, King of Rock, Raising Hell, absolutely. Bangs. Yeah. After yeah. that, yep, Tougher Than Leather, that was the decline. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, but it's, yep. yeah. Did you have something to add? Oh, for groups. Oh, well, as far as as far as the greatest group of, of all time, I think we can all agree that the, the that the only correct answer is Migos. No, I'm kidding. Man, um, yeah. <laughs> no, don't no. sleep. I, Migos got some joints. I, I I still can't believe I sat and on a ride home from Atlantic City, I played like their greatest hits joints because I didn't want to sit through an album. They got some heat. It ain't my cup of tea generally. They got some heat, but I, I'll leave that at that. I play me. I play Migos when I have to. Yeah, I was gonna say um I have two groups, two groups that are my that are my all time favorites, um Outkast and The Roots. Like, yep. like for Outkast, like for me, like Aquemini, and, and Stankoni are two back-to-back masterpieces. Um, I, I, I can listen to them like top and bottom, like no skips. Mm-hmm. Um, the Roots, um, all their albums up until what I feel is like one of their best albums. Their, their last great album, in my opinion, is How I Got Over in 2010. <sighs> that one was just certified top to bottom. And they had like two afterwards, like Undone and, and Then You Shot Your Cousin, which I wasn't really feeling. I mean, they were what they were, but... They paled in comparison to like their catalog from like ninety four, ninety five to two thousand ten. Like that alone. A lot of people, sl- a lot of people slept on phrenology too. Like a lot of people didn't. Yeah. I like phrenology. One. Phrenology was very good. Yeah. That was good. So um, so this is the good. This is the come um, the question, and we're gonna end it. We can end it on this one. Now this is the one that I actually gave y'all ahead of time. You know, just so y'all can think over, and it was it was um, inspired by uh, one of my favorite radio shows I listened to, Busted Open Radio. It was a wrestling conversation. So the question is, who is your goat, and what is the criteria to be included in that goat conversation? Mm. My Feel goat, free, man. Feel my free. goat is my goat personally to me is KRS-One. Okay. As whenever I mention KRS-One, I mention him in baseball terms. He is the ultimate 5-2 player when it comes to rap music. He can write. Right. He can spit off the top of the dome, right. aka freestyle to what some people termed off, off top of the dome to freestyle is. As long as y'all know the difference in the two, there is a difference in the two people. There is actually a difference. But album-wise, the man's got, he's got a lot of albums. His early shit, obviously, is definitely the radio successful, more commercial. You can easily identify. But when you get past that stuff, the man still makes great music. He still puts on phenomenal shows and performances. He can still outbar you off the top of the head. He can still outbar you off the top of the head, and I, it just and when it comes to rap, it just feels like there's nothing he can't do. Correct. And 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 that to me, 
when I say five tool, that's kind of what I think just encapsulates what it takes to be the goat. Get at, to me, album sales truly don't belong in the conversation no. in the forefront. And my comparison to that is how people look at athletes with rings. Because you're not going to tell me Jeff Hostetler is better than Dan Marino because Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl, if you get what I'm saying. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. like, when my boys when my boys tried to clown me, and they were doing it just to, just to fuck with me at the end of the day, you're not going to sit here and tell me that Nelly was better than KRS-One in their little spat that they had. Why was right. and then right. And then they, was, and they were trying to throw album sales out there. No. No. That ain't gonna do it, Chief. <laughs> I'm sorry. That ain't that ain't it, Chief. As my as my favorite saying is. But overall, it's just like and then influence. Karis one influentially. You, to be honest, he has an influence, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily see it in a lot of artists. And that's one of the differences that, like, to me. I think he's a better rapper than Rakim. I think he made better music than Rakim. Mm. But lyrically, they can stand toe-to-toe. Influentially, Rakim is here over KRS-One because of all the things we mentioned before. But then it brings it up a little bit and then takes it more because, like I said, stage performance, the respect for the culture, even though he's gotten some historical facts wrong in some of his music, he's made up for and has corrected and has been an educator of the culture more than most others. Yeah, he had his flaw with his backing of, not fully backing, but almost trying to dismiss the African Bambada situation. Kind of dismissing that in some sort of a way. In like a, I wasn't there, so I don't know. And and kind of um, compartmentalizing him. Which, in some cases, the name that y'all mentioned that y'all don't like to mention anymore in, in the actor world. Yep. Kind of got a, I, I, I want to say his name just to be that petty dude, but <laughs> com, compartmentalizing, <laughs> compartmentalizing the drugging and stuff of women, that man still influenced people to go to college and go to black college and be fathers and be fathers. But then he turned into old man, get off my lawn, pull your pants up. We don't forget those things. We don't forget at all. We don't. My wife says it. My wife says it all the time. (laughs) We don't forget the same thing. We don't forget the same thing personally, even though it's still five to less than five years fresh with KRS-One with the way he responded to the Bambada situation. We don't forget that. But in my opinion, that's a small smudge that's easy to compartmentalize. And yeah, you fucked up there, but you've done so much more greater over here that we hang on people's words too much. And we know in these times and these days, you could say one sentence wrong, one tweet wrong, 
and your whole thing, your whole everything is done to some people. And then to me, I'm not from that era where you easily, easily dismiss people. You either deal with it and move on, or you, you know, you can make a choice. You personally cut it off, whatever. I'm not cutting off KRS one for that. He's meant too much to the culture. He's meant too much to music. To be, to not be up here still for me. Up here still for me. Then I'll just give you my my number two is Jay Z. For everything mentioned lyrically, rap wise, and all that, adding in his business acumen and everything he's done business wise in rap. That's why. But you said number ones and goats. Yeah. I kind of broke it down enough. Why KRS One would be my number one? I got you. So, are we t- goat rapper or goat lyricist? Either or. Okay. Go rapper, Jay Z. Gotcha. Jay Z is an icon. Jay Z is every is a composite of whoever your goat is. If if you if you take five different people and they give you five different answers to who their goat is, Jay Z is a composite of all of them. Mm-hmm. He he embodies whatever it is. Whatever whatever it is that they like most about their goat, he has it, and he checks all the boxes. He may not be excellent in everything, but he's fucking amazing in all of it. <laughs> yep, like he's better than good in everything. He's way better than good in everything. And in his later years, where his where his outlook shifted on things, he still was able to give it to you. He's a, he's a bar smith. Miss me with that bullshit that he can't rhyme. Eat a dick. If you, if you may not like what he's talking about, because you know a lot of it is, you know the the, the um, we have the direct beneficiaries of 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 that game. You know what I mean? We live in that hood. We live in the neighborhood that that live that shit plays out in that he that he has illustrated over the years. So if that gives you a funny taste in your mouth, okay. But if you can watch. Goodfellas and Casino, Casino and those type of movies, with this same misguided energy as far as being able to look at it as far, far as art, you should be able to do the same with Jay Z. And just bar for bar, the man has a mastery of the English language. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, and off the top of the dome. And off the top of the dome. Right. Don't write right. right. anything. Right. He. Um. I mean, he he wrote. He just didn't physically write. Right. Because when I, I like when when he came out with that, like it wasn't groundbreaking to me because I know myself included, I know a lot of guys that write like that because we're lazy. We don't like yeah. the physical motion of writing, and, and and a lot of times we're on the move, so you don't you don't have time. So you write two bars, and then you write two more bars, and you recite those four bars, and you add on two, and you recite the six. So by the time you get to the sixteen, you know the verse cold. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's but, what Papoose um, just said. Papoose was like, he don't write either because if he has pen to paper, he might be thinking about bars about that pen to paper over anything else he was thinking. Right, right. You just you you just let it come to you let it come to fruition in your head, and you got you got this four you got these four bars in your head, and you're like, what's gonna fit perfect after that? And once you find those next two bars, you go back to the beginning and recite the six that you have, and you add on two, and then you recite the eight that you have, and then you 
just keep going till you get to 16 or whatever you you want to decide to end the verse. And by the time you end it, you know it cold. And now it, that translates to a better sound for the listener because now you're bringing this in the booth. You're bringing your heart in the booth. You're not bringing your memory in the booth. You I mean a lot of guys can't get that emotion reading off the paper. Right. No matter how dope it is. It's them dudes that memorized it and got it here. Now you can add this element in the booth and give it and, and present it in a way that makes it memorable to all yep. of us. It he makes does for that. much better delivery. Yep. Right. He 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 can sell out a concert with just men. He can sell out a concert with just women. He can sell out a concert that includes you, your wife, your daughter your uncle, like generations. There's three generations that he can touch that, that are Jay-Z fans, that are avid Jay-Z fans. He has spanned close to 30 years in the game. I, I, I only stopped to say to LL, he, 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 I have to stop at some point because although he stood the test of time, he stood the test of time as LL and kept LL. Jay-Z conformed to what was popping. Oh, this is what the sound's like now? Let me show you how dope I can make an album with the sound that's out now. And he was able to do that multiple times over. Right. Between two centuries. But do that at a high level. At a high because, level. Because at a high level. We got to give, we, it, it, just on that, not to steal any of your thunder, but just on that alone, you got to give respect to a buster. You gotta give sure. respect. Sure. You gotta give respect to a fat Joe. These ja cats Roo. have been all these dudes that was running the game at that no. time. No, ja <laughs> had no, no, no. Hold on the game. Yes, he no, did. No, 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 yes, he did. no, no, no. You miss. You miss. What I'm talking okay. about is the evolution and able to move with time. And what oh, okay, you, okay, yes, right. okay, yeah, I got you, yeah. All right. And what you My were bad. just talking about, the way right. to be able to move with time, Joe Crack. Mastered it. Yes, he comes yes, he with, did. He comes yes, with he a hit did. every once or twice, every year or two. Every yo, me and French. I was talking about this yesterday. Buster <laughs> Rhymes has, does that every few years. Sure, you know yep. what I'm saying, and they've been able to stay relevant rap wise and yep. be right there with their hits. But Jay Z, as you mentioned, is just he takes what that next generation does and takes it a notch above. Right. And still right. tells the youth, like, you can't top that or try to top that. I'm if still the standard. <laughs> yes. Mm. I'm still yes. the standard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Um, that's, 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 that's my goal. Now, Goat Lyricist. Okay, Goat Lyricist. Go ahead. Goat Lyricist. Rock him. I have never in all of my years met a man so far advanced and ahead of his time bars that that 33 years later 35 years later Stimps. if you didn't hear them ever and you heard them now you're going to you're going to be if Rakim came out now he would still be with the bars that he had then he'd still be considered a top tier MC even if you didn't think he was the best he would be still considered a top tier MC at a time where the game is, as KRS would say, 50 years old. It's 50 years down the line now. We can stop these arguments. We can have these arguments. And and, and, and Rakim 
his mastery of just the English language, just the words, just the words and what he was able to do because what Rakim was able to do that KRS wasn't able to do. KRS is a live performer. Rakim has hits for women. Mahogany. Know what's on okay. your mind. Okay, okay. Like, yeah, like, he, he got he got hits for uh, the Truth Hurts joint. He got hits for women. Like, f- folks always forget about that, about Rakim. Another feather in his cap. Rakim swore maybe twice in his, in his entire discography. Yeah. And a lot of, and, cats, a lot of cats didn't notice that. Right. And, and early on, and, and it's very mild, you know what I mean? His first yeah. single, um, I'm going to tear shit up, is, is what he says. Pull out a chair and I'm going to tear shit up for my melody. And that's like, you know what I mean? It's nothing, it's nothing misogynistic about it, you know what I mean? But his, there's just mastery of words and, and, and he was one of the first to kind of stick rhymes mid-bar. You know what I mean? Putting rhymes in between before the, before the ending of the bar. But right. prior to that, everything, uh, the rhymes were always at the end of the bar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. It was either, blah, blah, it was either on the one or the blah, three blah, blah, or the four. Right. And he put them everywhere. Now, he put them everywhere. You, now, did you ever see the video of how he talks about how he structured his rhymes? Yes. Yes. Where he says he puts two bars on a line in a piece of paper. Yep. And fits. No matter how many rhymes he could fit within that line, he fits in that. And right. it moves to the next one to make yep. it connect. And it fits with, within that. And it fits within that bar. So literally... It's alchemy, this, bro. It's take alchemy. This, take this visual of this here on one line of a piece of paper. And right. think about... I put seven MCs and put them in a line. And they had seven more MCs that think they could rhyme. And then take... Remember that whole thing the way it ends. And now that's 21 MCs ate up at the same time. Like... He put all of that within this little fragment of paper on a piece of paper. Right. From bar to bar to bar to bar to bar. And that's one of them things that you mentioned. That's why I love Doom. Because when you go back and listen to Doom lyrically, so many internal rhymes. And then it's like with him and Rakim both. Their internal rhymes are like, it'll be like the middle of a word. Rhymes with right. the end of something else. Right, right, right. It's the syllable, the way they break up the syllables, and yeah, oh my god, it's yeah. It's fucking mind blowing what these cats have done over the years. It's it, it rap is incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It is. Yes. Um, it is. I'm gonna have to. I'm a. I'm have to go with Jay, as my goat. And because I feel like he hits the criteria that what I believe would be the criteria. Um, and a lot of this was taken from that busted open uh, episode that I put on our group chat. Like, he's a lyricist. He's got bars. He's got hits. He's got, he can do every single type of record there is. He can, he's versatile in switching up his styles. You know what I see? He's, he's able to, like, go to, he can go to any region and rap their style at a high, high level. level. He can, he has ghost written 
for West mm. Coast rappers, and he's an East Coast rapper. East Coast written for the damn the whole culture. Exactly. I mean, and you know, one of those things too is like, okay, yeah, and everybody wants to wants to throw out, oh, he uses big, he's mentioned Biggie's lyrics. Here's my point. In the song, what can I say? I'm not a biter, I'm a writer for myself and others. I sing a big verse, I'm only bigging up my brother. Exactly. I'm Is big enough to I'm do it. I'm bigging up my burrow, I'm big enough to do it. I'm that thorough, plus I know my own flow is foolish. And, and what else like, did we learn from that? What else did we learn from that? That that checks are getting cashed. When he's when he's when he's spitting those big verses, his kids are getting ca- are getting checks behind that. Right. You know what I mean? So like, miss me with it. Yeah, miss he's still it, and, he's, and once he finished crap. that line, so the rings and things <laughs> sing about bring them out. It's hard to yell when the barrel is in your mouth. He says a big ver- he says a big line right after that. Mm-hmm. In other words, saying miss me with that bullshit. Not to mention there's the cultural impact. His influence, his legacy. Everybody shoots to BJ. And let's not forget, he's a goalpost mover. Right. He's a he's a he's a guy who legitimately shifts culture. He just he had niggas stop wearing jerseys and start wearing button-down shirts. <laughs> Like, that's about. the one callback that everybody could go to, but that really happened. The only like, diss he clearly lost it. was against the auto tune. That's the only that's the only battle he lost was against auto tune. Because the and, death of auto tune, all it did was just give it new life. Yeah. But and that's but, all we've been but, hearing ever since is the auto tune. But other than that, like But a side note to see, a side note to that though. A lot of people mistake what auto-tune actually was. People took what T-Pain was doing, which is more of a vocoder style of music, than auto-tune. All auto-tune is is a patch in Pro Tools to clear up your audio. That's it. People took what the vocoder style of music, which was what Roger Troutman and Zap was doing back in the day. Right, the, the voice box. Thing, yeah. That, yep. yeah, the talk box. That was the talk box. Right, that was the precursor. Pre- yes, the, now, yeah. it's, now what, what, what T-Pain was doing was the vocorder stuff. What people was looking at and calling the vocorder stuff auto-tune. When auto-tune really is, is a pitch control thing. It's something to help put your vocals on timing more with the beat inside the program of Pro Tools. Right. And people got that confused, and that whole Death of Auto Tune joint was a banger, but I will give you that. If that was a battle, he lost it because more people started to use it because right. he, called, <laughs> he called attention to it. Right. Yeah, when he, when, yeah, yeah. sometimes he should have just left it alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I still love the record, though. So, yeah. He... And know it's funny? You know what's funny? Real quick, uh, you, you mentioned about, uh, you know, because he called attention to it, and it brings me to mind about Going back to the, the the battle between Shan and, and KRS and KRS saying that he would have lost the battle if Shan would if Shan just wouldn't have replied. Yeah. <laughs> if he would have gave that. no energy to it, there would have been no steam behind it. If mm-hmm. he just would have ignored it. Mm-hmm. it, it, he said I would have lost just just like that because 
And then 30 years later, MC Shan is still trying to fight that battle, Carl and Vic. He's standing all alone by himself, still wanting to kill that noise because the bridge been right. over. Right. What you got, Vic? But yeah. Oh man. Um yeah, like I'm like uh, like the rest of you gentlemen, um, I'm gonna have to go with Jay Z as well uh, for uh, all of the reasons uh, you, uh, you guys have said, and also like for the the sheer longevity of Jay Z's career. And Jay Z, like, it's interesting because he's at the point where he doesn't have a point to prove anymore. He doesn't have to release another album ever again. Like, 444 could be his final album for the rest of his life. But but um, but even then, he had something to say. So 444 proved that. If, when Jay Z has something to say of substance, you're gonna sit and listen, and it's gonna, it's gonna resonate with you. And I think that Jay Z has another, another one of those in him, perhaps. So um, who knows when we're gonna hear it? Um, I think I think Jay Z also too. He, he he he's, he's in an interesting place too because you know hip hop is is perhaps like the youngest uh, musical genre uh, there is, right? So. Like, when you have, like, rock and roll, like, we're used to seeing, like, old legends still performing, like, Rolling Stones or, like, Aerosmith or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. We're, we're I think, we're at a certain age, too, where we're seeing our elder statesmen and stateswomen of hip-hop reach that point where they're, where they're going to be, like, those vintage older, older acts. Like, Jay-Z, Jay-Z is, Jay-Z is one of them. Um, Chuck D, a public enemy. They just dropped an album last year. What are you gonna do when the grid goes down? They're still doing their thing. Their elder states been doing their thing. KRS One. Um, yeah, we're, it's, 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 it, we're, in, we're in an interesting place where we're seeing those legends still still coming out with new material and still proving that they still got it. You know, so I think Jay Z is definitely at the forefront of that. Um, and also too, um, when I think of Jay Z, I think of one of his one of his best tracks was Twenty Two Twos off Reasonable Doubt, where he says. You know, I don't follow any guidelines because too many niggas ride wine. So I change styles every two rhymes. And I'm like, facts? Yeah. Only still. to do it again, what was it, like 10 years later with 44 fours? Yep. Mm-hmm. With 44 fours, yep. And I think that was, I think that was less than 10 years later, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was less yep. than. But, but yeah, Jay Z is the goalpost mover. Jay Z is that. And the culture, uh, you said it good, uh, Victor, but the culture of hip hop is just under 50 years old. Mm-hmm. The culture of hip-hop is just under 50 years old. Rap music is just under 50 years old. We are at that point that you were just mentioning where, yes, the elder statesman, we're starting to see those tours now. we just seen it in the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. God, that shit was old. Yeah, so 46, 46 to 50 years old was on that stage mm-hmm. reminding y'all of what this culture of, of, of hip hop is and what rap music is and where rap music will, will continue to be because hip hop, the culture is the dominant culture in the world. Right. Hip hop is the culture that everybody's living in. Hip hop is pop because it is the popular culture right now, yep. whether y'all like it or not, whether you hate that term pop or not musically, yeah, it comes with different connotations, pop to whatever. But we are at that moment now where a lot of the people from our era who are still doing it are out there on those tours now. Mm-hmm. Are the Legends of Hip Hop tours, things like that. Um, there was the, um, the Art of Rap tour, 
that's where I first saw Rakim performing uh, live. The Art of Rap tour was the Legacy Act tour. Like right. on that tour, I got to see the first time the Juice Crew performed the symphony with every single member on stage at mm. the same time. That's where we're at when it comes to rap music and this hip hop culture. Bring back the fresh best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jermaine Dupree for that. Mm. Budweiser Superfest. His daddy, was, his daddy was the one who did Budweiser Superfest. Mm. But yeah, we're we're at that moment now. Good good call on that. Victor. We we are at that moment already. We are yeah. there. Yeah. And and we are fortunate enough to all be of age to have like bad lad you were close to seeing it from the beginning mm -hmm. we've seen it from the middle age well from its teenage years to its right. 20 year old years to its 30 year old years now now it's yeah, in its yeah. late now hip-hop as a culture is in its late 40s mm -hmm. and we're still growing with it yeah that's that's one of them things that a lot of you you mentioned the rock which is our music by the way oh, even though all music is our music. Pretty but, much. But, but like rock, the difference in the two, and I'll leave this at to this point, the right. difference in the, in the two, just comparing the two cultures in a way, which mirror each other, deeper com rabbit hole conversation for another day. But rock and, rock and hip hop, as far as cultures, mirror each other in several, many different ways. More mm -hmm. on the punk side, more on the punk side than like the hardcore metal Things like that, rock and roll ish, right. yada, yada. But damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. But I, I, I was. More well, from the anti establishment end. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but hip hop itself, when it comes to rock, it's a lot of the youth does the same thing when it comes to old rock music. They do the same thing that we, that, 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 all that old rock music, though. But the difference, too, is it's like, there's still a level of respect that's shown to some of the older acts from some of the youth right. compared to some of the youth in the hip hop culture. And it's more, we need to get to teaching of the culture more. We need to, and I, and I continue to stress culture over just rap music. Right. We need to get to, as a people, to teach the culture more. Well, the only genre that, that, that does it. It, it doesn't do it. I should we say try, it do we it. try to do it, but it's the youth has to want to embrace it. That's what it is. Right. We try to do it as, a, but the youth has to love to want to embrace it. And then two, old heads stop with the get off my lawn shit because guess what? We were the rebels of our time. We had our moment. And you gotta, there's huge differences, there's rabbit holes for another day, but we had our time. Allow yeah. the youth to have their time. Your time hasn't passed because we're still living it, but stop being a hip hop lazy. And if you're thinking about the music, you want a certain sound, there are thousands of artists that are still doing the sound that you love to this day. And I'll end it with a self promotion. Go to hsdgmedia.com. My boy Ian hooks up tons of blogs with a lot of artists that you will find that still go in that style that you like from your era. 
They're Absolutely. out there. They're out there. They sure are. Those, they sure are. OC's still making bangers. Master Ace is still making bangers. Master like, Ace never made a bad album ever, period. Say it again. Say it and, for the people in the and back. Call <laughs> and Carl, I'll give you another piece for another topic, another day. When we have this conversation, oh. top fives versus legends brackets. And I'll break down why the top five argument is a dumbass argument, <laughs> but it's a subjective argument and it's a personal argument. It's a personal argument. And why I think you should just have your personal top five, but then there's the legend side, where these artists don't need to be quantified by a number. I'll explain why I created that years ago on another show. We'll save that for more content later. I sent that to Lad. He looked at it. He's like... Yeah, I need to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not an off-the-cuff answer right there. No, nah, you can't. So, that was, yeah, off, <laughs> oh, man. First, nah, well, that, that took years of development. I'll tell, trust me, I'll tell you that. It took years of development. Well, <laughs> it looked like, Dan, you just gained another reason to bring you behind to Rhode Island. <laughs> there you go. I need more reasons than podcasting, but like I said, I got to bring the family. My wife said that there's some good restaurants she wanted to try, so maybe y'all have to give me the scoop to that or something. Man, listen, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. As long as as long as y'all don't convert me, and I, y'all can take this as a diss all you want, but as long as y'all don't try to convert my lingo to ka ba, my 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 New York my New York act, I'm gonna be up there like son. Done. I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all the done. Nah. Hi, money. Done language. Hi, money. Sign all day. Man. Oh, man. Oh, 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 this also, was dope, yo. Oh, yeah, yeah, this was, was cool. Right. I appreciate y'all having me. Oh, of course, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and also, to real, real quick, um, two honorable, two honorable mentions to the to the goat, Nas for sheer longevity. Definitely. Sure. Listen to his last three albums, King's Disease 1 and 2, and his latest one, Magic. Um, they're, they're great. Also, um, this may be controversial to some, you got to throw Eminem in there. In terms oh, of absolutely. Like, like, lyricism? Like, for, for lyricism, like Kamikaze and even Music to be Murdered by, like, you can tell Eminem is still, not only still hungry, perhaps even hungrier than he's ever been, but also, like, he can still, like, conform his style to, like, modern styles of rap and still operate at that high level. Like the like the triple the triplicate flow and like the the the, the fast the fast flow, and that's what I'm loving about him right now. A lot of people in my group like they they just bring him up as a point of contention just to set people's pants on fire because black folks love to hate him just because they just go back to his early shit. Oh, I I don't talk about you know I ain't talking about killing my wife and killing my kids and drugs and yeah yeah. It's not about all of that with him. Some of his lyrics. It just sounds personal to him as far as life, uh, life situations and things like that. But Eminem's evolution in rap, you can tell that he is a pure student of this shit. Oh, absolutely. and 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 it's and it's absolutely. specifically behind his flows. And the more challenging and 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 the the dexterity that he shows within his flows, that it's like he just tries so much shit that it's like. Really, realistically, like in a battle, do you real like he's to me is just to me. 
it's like him and Black Thought are two people that it's like you don't really want to see smoke, in a head to head. Like I'm going ball for ball with you, and or like just battle, battle imps. Like you don't really want to touch them. He is actually my one B greatest lyricist of all time, too. Black Thought. He's my one. Yeah. Oh, Rock yeah, and Black yeah. Thought. Yeah. Black Black Thought doesn't get enough, and he does it so effortlessly. He just does it so effortlessly, but it's 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 Eminem and his his the the way he's challenging multiple flows in his music is yeah. what's the, the real like the the draw to him in my opinion now. Oh, you know exactly. that's that's really yeah. what it is about him now. It's more about his flows and the challenging with the fast rap, the triplets, the you know double time yeah. triplets and all. The the boy is a bad motherfucker. Boy is a bad motherfucker, yeah. and, and and he's been beaten. He's been beat. Go watch some of the old battles where he lost to MC Juice and Supernatural and all them cats like that. He's lost before. Yeah, <laughs> he's lost before. Right, he's human. He's not Drago. Yeah. He's human. <laughs> <laughs> so you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, yeah, man. We can, yeah, clearly we we can go like for another two hours, but you know, it's you know, we 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 all got work in the morning, but uh. But yo, we but yeah, uh, bad lad, uh, the mayor. Yo, thank y'all so much once again for for joining us this week. Uh, we will definitely do this again at oh, some point. Um, and, and ideally, if we can do it live, like in studio, aka my apartment, even better. But yeah, that that'll be something to think about in the future. Uh, but yeah, thank y'all, thank y'all once again, man. This is dope. Thank you for having me, mayor. Get at me. Yeah, yeah make sure I call, get his credentials, man. Call, call wasn't Carl wasn't lying when he said, "Yo, y'all two were mesh well together." He was right. Yeah, <laughs> he was right. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's, I know it's, energy. I, it, it's it's easy to find me. You can find me as it says on the screen there at the Starting Five Podcast on TikTok, the start the Starting Five underscore Podcast on Instagram. You okay. can find me at Dan Dinkins on Facebook. That's you know you want a friend request me there. To, I got yeah. space. I don't have five thousand limit. Me neither. <laughs> Dan, Dan Dinkins on Facebook. You can find you can friend request me there if y'all cool enough. If y'all spamming me talking about you just won a free iPhone. Fuck you. I got an iPhone already. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> probably blowing yeah, it up right now from yeah. our chat. <laughs> the Starfivepodcast.com, uh hhdgmedia.com. That's the home of my hip hop uh multimedia hip hop company. Shout out to my old my partners over there. Shout out to all my co-hosts on the Starfire Podcast. And yeah, when it's time and I do get up there, I will most definitely have all my equipment in the car. So we'll have we'll be nicely mic'd up and everything ready to go to do it proper one of these days. When the weather gets better, because I hate the cold. <laughs> you know, I'm still out here in it. But when the weather gets better, I'll find a reason for us to come up there for like a a weekend or some shit, and we'll we'll record. We'll definitely record. That, is, that sounds. Maybe we do it from one of my day parties. Yeah, we'll we'll travel to the podcast. Oh. Sounds, sounds good. good. All right, sounds good, man. Appreciate y'all, gentlemen. All right, what you got going on, lab? You know me, communities each and every Friday, eight to twelve. Me, uh, just hit me up for the meeting ID because I don't ever know off the top of my head. Too many goddamn numbers. Um, <laughs> But Zoom Unity each and every Friday night. No Request Radio Saturday nights on the BRU 360 app. Um, franchise in the, excuse me, 360 in the morning. Same uh, uh, 360 app. And um, 
Yeah, and um, at a at a, at a comedy store near you when they booked me. So I'm at Comedy Connection February 27th, hosting the Sunday Showcase, and um, yeah. That's what awesome. I'm doing. What's up, man? Uh, you can uh, catch us everywhere over on social media, Codex Prime Podcast. You can email us, CodexPrimePodcast at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, St- uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify. You find us everywhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. No we're, doubt. We're everywhere, top and bottom. So. So yeah, uh, once again, uh, thank you all so much for joining us. And also, real quick, shout out to our sponsor, Silk City Hot Sauce. Y'all are awesome. Um, yeah, thank you all for watching and listening. Um, as always, we'll catch y'all on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Peace, peace to disabled planets. <laughs> <laughs> Be easy. <laughs>